Do we have an American Stasi? It took the church committee to get to the bottom of the FBI's COINTELPRO program that ran from 1956 to 1971. Who would have believed the notorious things our intelligence agencies did without that Senate committee report? Today, it will take a bipartisan investigatory commission dedicated to restoring the rule of law to stop the kind of abuses revealed at my website, StopGangStalkingPolice.com. These abuses may be part of the president's surveillance program put in place by President Bush and continued by President Obama and other secret programs that may have been put into place. The question that especially needs to be answered is does the United States now have an American Stasi? The word Stasi is associated with a state secret service that arose in East Germany at one point, Stasi collaborators were 2.5% of the population, which included 10,000 members below the age of 18. There was one Stasi agent or informant or part-time informant for every 6.5 citizens in East Germany. They were in industrial plants, in apartment buildings, in schools, in universities, in hospitals. The Stasi would even report on their own relatives and friends. Stasi collaborators did what they did because it made them feel important to get material or social incentives because they liked the adventure of what they were doing and for a small minority because of coercion. Their goal was to monitor the political behavior of East German citizens even if they had to use torture and intimidation to eliminate dissent. We know that George Bush wanted to set up a network of citizen snitches. He wanted to engage citizens from many different walks of life in Homeland Security. What we don't know is what secret programs he put into place. Did he form an American Stasi? Were its members first responders and Stasi citizen stalkers? Did his secret surveillance program extend into all of our 50 states? Did it even use the very elderly, people who have handicaps, children? Does the American Stasi use red cars, red trucks, have some members wear or carry red in conspicuous surveillance of their targets? Is the tactic being used by the American Stasi organized gang stalking. Do even first responders participate in organized gang stalking of American citizens? Has a program of psychological torture been set up whereby targets are not only subjected to conspicuous surveillance 24-7, but tactics are being used on them that are similar to those reported in the Central Intelligence Agency Inspector General report on counterterrorism detention and interrogation activities, tactics that include social isolation by getting neighbors involved in the organized gang stalking of targets, tactics that include the use of dogs to intimidate by letting them jump out of car windows, letting dogs off their leashes to run up at targets when they try to walk in the community, tactics that include noise to disturb sleep, to disturb activities targets try to engage in, in the community that include beeping when a target tries to take her dog out 
or go into her yard or take her garbage out that include car alarms set off or sirens when she tries to engage in activities in the community. Are Stasi citizen stalkers or first responders using technological means to track targets so that they are there at intersections, at entries and exits of targets from their home, places they go to in the course of the day? Is information about targets being databased in fusion centers spread all over the United States so that wherever the target moves, she is put under conspicuous surveillance? Is the information being databased, being reported by anybody, a neighbor, a first responder, even reported by groups of friends in mobbing who have a personal vendetta against the target? Are targets being deprived of due process, losing their homes as a result of landlords becoming involved in their gang stalking, losing their means of livelihood as so many members of the community, the new American Stasi, regard them as subversives? Are the lives of innocent people being ruined by having their privacy taken away, being subjected to a program of psychological torture that interferes with almost everything they do every day for years without end? Is the goal of the American Stasi to neutralize targets? Is this a form of social control being orchestrated by our own government? Such a program would violate the following provisions of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Article one, all human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. They're endowed with reason and conscience and should act toward one another in a spirit of brotherhood. Article two, everyone is entitled to all the rights and freedoms set forth in this declaration without distinction of any kind, such as race, color, sex, language, religion, political or other opinion, national or social origin, property, birth or status. Furthermore, no distinction shall be made on the basis of political, jurisdictional or international status of the country or territory to which a person belongs, whether it be independent, trust, non-self-governing or under any other limitation of sovereignty. Article five. No one shall be subjected to torture or to cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment or punishment. Article 7. All are equal before the law and are entitled without discrimination to equal protection of the law. All are entitled to equal protection under any discrimination in violation of this declaration and against any incitement to such discrimination. Article 10. Everyone is entitled in full equality to a fair and public hearing by an independent and impartial tribunal in the determination of his rights and obligations and of any criminal charges against him. Article 11, everyone charged with a penal offense has the right to be presumed innocent until proven guilty according to the law in a public trial at which he has all the guarantees necessary for his defense. Second part of that, no one shall be held guilty of any penal offense on account of any act or omission which did not constitute a penal offense under national or international law at the time when it was committed, nor shall a heavier penalty be imposed than one that was applicable at the time the penal offense was committed. Article 12, 
No one shall be subjected to arbitrary interference with his privacy, family, home, or correspondence, nor to attacks upon his honor and reputation. Everyone has the right to the protection of law against such interference or attacks. Article 18, everyone has the right, just like my screen, our rights are dimming in America. Everyone has the right to freedom of thought, conscience, and religion. This right shall include freedom to change his religion or belief and freedom either alone or in community with others and in public or private to manifest his religion or belief in teaching, practice, worship, and observance. Article 19, everyone has the right to freedom of opinion and expression. This right includes freedom to hold opinions without interference and to seek, receive, and impart information and ideas through any media and regardless of frontiers. Article 20, everyone has the right to freedom of peaceful assembly and association. No one may be compelled to belong to an association. I, in particular, would like the answers to these questions. For almost seven years, I have been an organized gang stalking target. Go to my website, stopgangstalkingpolice.com. Go to my website, nostasi.com. There should be no place in America for an American Stasi. Let's suppose that you're writing a really important email to a colleague. Or a post on Facebook. This audio information and public service announcement was authored and presented to the public by OSI, Organized Stalking Informers, bringing awareness and exposure to the crime syndicate known as Organized Stalking and Technological Harassment.
This is a public service announcement to inform you and the public of ongoing criminal activity that involves criminally soliciting, manipulating, and coercing members of the public to illegally engage in a criminal conspiracy to criminally harass and target victims. Please stand by. Organized stalking, bogus investigations. A secret campaign of stalking and harassment constructs for the victim a prison without visible walls. The victim is stalked and harassed in which ways that cause them to appear paranoid. Worried about friends and family, they won't listen, read, or question authority. Incredibly, many victims report even friends and family members have turned perp, perpetrators that means. Since no one has been able to get the perps to talk about their activity, it is not known how those we once thought we could trust with our very lives could be turned to do such evil. How this sad fact has accused many targeted individuals to redefine the word family. The perps have an infinite number of ways to turn a person. Those of us who have been close, who have close family ties in the past will always choose to believe threats and coercion were used on family members to get them to cooperate. Some survivors believe their family members would rather sacrifice them to the evil entity than spend the time it takes to listen to the crimes being perpetrated on them. It just takes too much time and effort to read and listen to find out the truth. Thus, the victim simply becomes expendable. That's how it happens. They won't listen, they won't read, and the perps have programmed them to believe that the victim is a mental case. The perps always program friends and family to become enraged and cut off the conversation every time the target tries to find out why their behavior toward them has changed. Therefore, there can be no meaningful discussion of perp crime. This ensures that the friends and family will never find out the truth about all the lies being used to gain their cooperation. Secrecy is maintained so that no one will ever find out that the target is innocent. All those around them are being duped into participating into a lifetime scheme of gruesome torment of the victim. Those who once valued their family as number one somehow buy into perpetration fabrication and thus fall totally under perp control for the remainder of their lives. Forfeiting family relationships and squandering forever the precious times they could have spent together with family members and friends. The perps will isolate you from everyone. This includes family, friends, and any new friends you meet. Again, the perps use lies, intimidation, and fake investigations to easily accomplish this. After questioning your friends and family endlessly, the perps let them know that if they mention the investigation, they can be jailed for interfering in an ongoing investigation and or aiding and abating a criminal. Then the perps strongly suggest that you initiate no further contact with you until the investigation is finished. Of course, family and friends are not told this about the investigation will never be finished. Many targeted individuals have been targeted for 20 years or more with no end in sight. That's what they do. They open up a bogus investigation so they can continuously be there to watch you, harass you, and that's what they do. What happens is... Uh, Basically, as I'm explaining, they turn everyone against you, and I have no one now. I have no friends, no family, no one's around me. Everyone assumes I'm a mental case, and I'm not. I'm completely sane, and I know what's going on. So please go to gangstalkingworld.com and read. Educate yourself. Focus, focus, The gang person is whispered lies and slander by a perp on a TI. If the gang person believes the lies, they will feel righteous in helping to administer secret vigilante justice against the TI, and they are recruited to do this quote-unquote patriotic cause by the perp. 
Once they have heard the slander, gay persons are gay, even though the perfume has no legal authority to do so. After this, the gag person will not advise the T.I. of either the slander they have heard or the identity of the perp who whispered it. The gag person's fear is based on the possibility that the slander may actually be true or even worse if it's false. They feel threatened that similar slander may be unleashed against them unless they cooperate with a vigilante justice against the T.I. Focus investigation. targets will have worn markers placed against their files. The information is then shared with relatives storekeepers, friends, and the community at large. The files are usually not left behind, but they are used to prejudice and slander individuals against the target. These files can be used to engender the corporation of friends and associates of the targets. The files might have a picture of the target and information about some alleged crime, incidents that the target has been flagged for or is under investigation for. The information is usually very convincing and helps to further get targets harassed by those around them. The most important thing about these files are that they are usually fake. They're bogus, that is, they're the fool and trick you to believe things that are not true. That means they can come to them and told them lies, bullshit lies, so that they can keep the ongoing bogus investigation that needs to be going. That's right, it's an investigation. It's a bogus investigation aimed at destroying the life of an individual. Because they've got this bogus investigation out for it. They can keep it open and they can use their gang stalkers and they say, okay, we suspect this person. Oh, gee, look, it turns out this person isn't the person, okay? But we're not sure just because we don't have the proof of it, okay? But they know, they do know. But they can keep that open now and they can use it all the time. So they never have to explain or nothing because they just go around and say, yeah, we just don't have the proof, can we see? Yeah, that's how they destroy some of the gang stalkers, what they do to destroy your life. They contact people in your life, such as uh, people you go to, a corner store you go to, the gas station you go to, the coffee shop you go to, where you buy your groceries, where you do your banking. All these people are confronted by these people one way or another, and they get someone to approach them and say, hey, listen, don't trust this person. They, they come up with lies, basically, uh, and they... That's how they destroy someone's character. It's called character assassination. Wrongful clues or wrongful suspicion followed by uh, character assassination, which then finishes the person off. Uh, they just walk away scot-free saying, no, we didn't do that. We didn't harass this person. We didn't cause their nerves break down, which they did. Uh, they also go to your neighbor, which um, we'll be talking about here, um, which I mentioned before. They go to your neighbor and they tell your neighbor, hey, don't let your neighbor hang out with your kid or watch out for your dogs or whatever. So if you really want to believe, believe that, well, go ahead. But if someone comes to you and tells you stuff, that's my neighbor, you best be listening to me. Gang stalking. And so if you were suckered into this, I suggest you go to gangstalkingworld.com. That's a good one. Go there and wake up. People in my community are being fooled. My mother, my father, and my wife, you've all been fooled. It's a bogus investigation. So if anyone came to you and said, oh, it's a uh, investigation, blah, 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 it's bogus. The investigation is designed to destroy the life of individuals to be fooled and betrayed. Focus investigations. In some instances, the friends, family, and associates of the targeted victim are being falsely told organized gang stalking and technological harassment. The victim is being harassed, violated, and terrorized with is a quote unquote investigation, which is bogus, fraudulent, and criminal. Family, friends, and associates of the victims are being manipulated 
Fooled and illegally coerced into taking part in this illegal bogus so-called investigation that is nothing more than harassing, violating, and terrorizing emotional distress and psychological terrorism to the victim that lasts for years and years. Warning and beware of perpetrators falsely claiming that another individual is under investigation also known as bogus investigations. Although legitimate investigations are a necessary function of honest law enforcement, the perpetrators in some cases will cloak and mask the criminal organized stalking harassment and torture of the victim as a fraudulent investigation which is a criminal tactic where the perpetrators are manipulating others to force them to act towards their wishes utilizing manipulation or intimidation and coercion. Organized stalking bogus investigations a bogus investigation is defined as an illegal criminal covert tactic deployed by the perpetrators of the organized gang stalking crime syndicate, in which the perpetrators utilize various different methods of manipulation, deception, coercion, and threats to essentially criminally solicit, manipulate, deceive, or extort the cooperation and silence of those the targeted victim comes in contact with, including those close to the target and the general public which provides cover for the organized crime syndicate and the perpetrators' criminal activity. The criminal perpetrators may try to issue you a fraudulent illegal bogus gag order, which is illegally and criminally utilized to extort your silence and illegally force and coerce your cooperation into the organized stalking harassment conspiracy. The perpetrators may flash a fake phony badge or display official looking fake, fraudulent doctored up files, videos, or text documents that are meant to make the scheme appear more credible and fool, trick or coerce you into the scheme. The criminal or criminals may even possibly be a real member of law enforcement, however if they are, they are criminally abusing their position and limits of authority and illegally utilizing it to criminally harass, threaten and coerce you and other individuals into a criminal conspiracy against another individual. Quote, what they utilize is, they open up a bogus investigation so that they can continually be there to harass you. During these bogus investigations, the perpetrators will contact the unwitting subjects either by telephone, text message, email or physically approach the subjects and begin to fraudulently brief them about the victim and the falsified reasons and motives for the situation. This perpetrator briefing is always based on deception, pretexts and false reasons of justification that are meant to fool, manipulate or coerce you and unwitting subjects into submitting to the bogus illegal scheme while providing cover for the crime syndicate and the perpetrator's criminal activities. As part of the criminal scheme, the perpetrators may try to illegally order and extort you to submit to an illegal gag order or sign a fraudulent non-disclosure agreement stating that, if you speak of the bogus investigation, you may be fined or jailed. In extreme cases, the perpetrators may even falsely state that it is a matter of national security, which is a no line that has been deliberately abused and deployed by criminal elements of government as a ruse and excuse for criminal activity. It should be noted that the perpetrators may not always directly lie about and slander the victim. Example, the perpetrators may not always contact you and tell you the victim is a wife beater, but it is a guarantee that the perpetrators will always lie to you about the reasons and motivations for what they are doing, and if a complete lie is not told about the target, false motives and speculations will be deployed in attempt to manipulate you and others to submitting to the criminal scheme. Some of the most common lies and slander cowardly whispered by the perpetrators to fool unwitting subjects into these bogus investigations include the following. Telling others that the targeted victim is a drug addict, drug user, or drug dealer, a violent person, a domestic abuser, a wife beater, a paranoid schizophrenic, a rapist, a pedophile, a child molester, a murderer, a murder suspect, a terrorist, or the classic, simply, someone we need to keep an eye on. 
The perpetrators who deploy the bogus investigations can actually be anyone. Criminal private investigators, criminal former and current government and military slash Air Force employees, or corrupt criminal law enforcement, who are being manipulated and criminally funded, while being utilized as pawns by criminal elements of government into carrying out criminal organized stalking operations by proxy. Coercion is the use of express or implied threats of violence or reprisal as discharge from employment or other intimidating behavior that puts a person in immediate fear of the consequences in order to compel that person to act against his or her will. Coercion is the practice of compelling a person or manipulating them to behave in an involuntary way, whether through action or inaction, by use of threats, intimidation, trickery, or some other form of pressure or force. These are used as leverage to force the victim to act in the desired way. Coercive persuasion or thought reform is best understood as a coordinated system of graduated coercive influence and behavior controls designed to deceptively and surreptitiously manipulate and influence individuals, usually in a group setting in order for the originators of the program to profit in some way, normally financially or politically. Using rewards and punishments, efforts are made to establish considerable control over a person's social environment, time, and sources of social support. Social isolation is promoted. A conspiracy is a secret agreement between two or more people to perform an unlawful act. Focus there are 60 factors being utilized in these illegal, criminal bogus investigations. 1. Manipulation. 2. Speculation. 3. Fabrication. 4. False dossiers. 5. Bribery. 6. Coercion and extortion. These six elements are all being utilized in tandem by the criminal perpetrators to illegally target the victim, while simultaneously manipulating those close to the victim and the general public, while providing cover for the crime syndicate and perpetrators' criminal activities. Focus Manipulation. Manipulation is element number one within the crime of organized stalking, and the same applies to bogus investigations. Any way that the perpetrators can manipulate others to their advantage, they will do so. And this includes manipulating those around the targeted victim, the victim's family, friends, associates and the media. As a prime example, the perpetrators of the organized stalking syndicate are notorious for deploying the illegal utilization of through all radar camera technologies to criminally eavesdrop on and illegally invade the privacy of organized stalking victims. During these bogus investigations, the perpetrators may manipulate a neighbor or citizen that resides around the targeted victim into allowing the neighbor to set up one of these through all radar devices inside their home to illegally monitor the victim. In order to gain the unwitting neighbor's cooperation, the perpetrators will blatantly lie to the unwitting neighbor by telling them various lies, excuses, and false motivations as to whether through all radar is being utilized, therefore co-opting recruiting the neighbor into the organized stalking crime and criminal conspiracy. Some of these lies and excuses told by the perpetrators to manipulate the unwitting neighbor will include the following. The victim is extremely violent or potentially violent and needs to be monitored. The victim is a rapist or serial burglar. The victim is a terrorist or a suspected terrorist. The perpetrators realize that these false motive slander lies will most likely appeal to the ignorant, unwitting neighbor's desire for crime prevention in their neighborhood, and therefore the neighbor will most likely succumb to and go along with the perpetrator's criminal use of these through all radar technologies, not realizing that they can still be held legally liable and criminally prosecuted for going along with the perpetrator's wishes. These criminal ploys utilized by the perpetrators are not limited to the illegal use of through all radar technologies and can also include deployment of illegal listening devices, recorders and illegal entrance into the victim's home, 
You need to realize that in reality, history has proven through solid patterns of the multitudes of organized stalking victim testimonials that as a part of the organized stalking crime, the perpetrators usually always deploy these through all radar technologies so that they can constantly criminally monitor the targets inside their homes as part of the criminal organized stalking operations, not because of the lies the criminal perpetrators are telling you and the victim's neighbors. The through all radar is also utilized in attempt to try to blackmail the target with a sense of we see you do everything, and the perpetrators will attempt to utilize this to embarrass and control the victim into their submission. Focus investigation. Speculation. Speculation is the forming of a theory or conjecture without firm evidence. One of the most common ruses deployed by the perpetrators during bogus investigations involves the perpetrators falsely speculating by telling others that the targeted victim is a suspect of a crime under investigation. We just don't possess the proof yet. Thus falsely speculating and giving the appearance to others that the target is guilty of a crime without actually having substantial evidence to substantiate and corroborate the perpetrator's false claims. Focus investigation. The speculation is designed to isolate the victims and cause others to be suspicious and paranoid about the victim by dragging the victim's name through the mind. Focus Fabrication. Fabrication is the action or process of manufacturing or inventing something. The perpetrators are known for fabricating incidents involving targeted victims by covertly manipulating situations to cast the victim in a fabricated negative light. The perpetrators sometimes will fabricate a staged organized stalking street theater incident where they will try to bait the victim into something detrimental to their safety or something illegal. During these fabricated staged incidents, the perpetrators will deploy recruited manipulated helper slaves, which can be anyone in the community whom the perpetrators have manipulated to stand by to observe and act as concerned witnesses when they attempt to bait and provoke the victim. If the victim responds to the fabricated staged incident or is provoked into retaliation against the provocative behavior from the perpetrator, the manipulated helper slaves are instructed to bear false witness against the victim by falsely claiming that it was the targeted victim who provoked the perpetrators or falsely claim that the targeted victim was belligerent with them, or the victim needs help, the victim is paranoid schizophrenic EDC. When in reality the entire incident was falsely fabricated and set up by the perpetrators and the perpetrator helper slaves were manipulated to lie about the victim. In worst cases, the perpetrators may actually try to frame the targeted victim for very serious crimes. These acts are done by the perpetrators out of desperation, usually when the targeted victim knows the truth about something very dangerous or damaging to the perpetrators, or when the victim possess multitudes of evidence on the perpetrators that could literally destroy the organized stalking crime syndicate. These very serious sinister fabricated framing desperation tactics deployed by the perpetrators are limited to the perpetrator's imagination, but could include any of the following fabricated incidents against the victim or others. Murder, murder, suicides, hangings, overdoses, poisonings, shootings, gang feuds and shootings, theft, stabbings, rapings, arsons, bombings, terrorism, terrorism plots, murder for hire plots, conspiracies, possession of child pornography, possession of heavy drugs, sabotage where the targeted victim could possibly either be directly murdered or blamed for any of these fabricated staged acts of illegal behavior or homicide. It is worthy of noting again with the modern advances in technology and computers, it is now possible that the perpetrators can't even generate up a false altered fabricated video or even a technologically generated video that looks frame by frame, exactly like the victim which can make the victim appear to be doing anything which could potentially be utilized by the perpetrators to fool others into believing the victim has been involved in something illegal or done something that they honestly did not do. 
Even consumer-level computer software available to the public such as Adobe After Effects and other software is capable of superimposing or placing someone's entire figure and body into moving motion scenery or background. The higher advanced up-end technologies can generate a complete visual video clone of an individual which only a trained video analysis professional would be able to differentiate the real from the fake. Focus investigation. False dossiers. A dossier is a collection of papers, documents or other sources containing detailed information about a particular person or subject. During bogus investigations, the perpetrators are known to carry and display false altered or fabricated documents also known as false dossiers in an attempt to reinforce their fraudulent speculative claims about the victim. With the modern advances in technology and computers, it is now possible that the perpetrators can even generate up a false altered fabricated video or even a technologically generated video that looks frame by frame, exactly like the victim which can make the victim appear to be doing anything which could potentially be utilized by the perpetrators to fool others into believing the victim has been involved in something legal or done something that they honestly did not do. Even consumer-level computer software available to the public such as Adobe After Effects and other software is capable of superimposing or placing someone's entire figure slash body into moving motion scenery or background. The higher advanced up-end technologies can generate a complete visual video clone of an individual which only a trained video analysis professional would be able to differentiate the real from the fake. Focus investigation. Bribery. During these bogus investigations, bribery is sometimes utilized by the perpetrators in return for others doing favors for them. For example, the perpetrators may manipulate others by criminally bribing them to engage in a particular activity towards the targeted victim and offering them free house repairs, free gas, or even a new vehicle in exchange for doing a particular action towards the victim. The unwitting person being bribed may or may not even be aware that they are being asked to engage in criminal harassment activity towards another person and usually only be focused on profit. Extortion, extortion, which is not limited to the taking of property, involves the verbal or written installation of fear that something will happen to the victim if they do not comply with the extortionist's will. Extortion can take place over the telephone, email, text, email or other computer or wireless communication. Extortion is a felony in all states. Neither extortion nor blackmail requires a threat of a criminal act, such as violence, merely a threat used to illicit actions, money, or property from the object of the extortion. Such threats include the filing of reports, true or not, of criminal behavior to the police, revelation of damaging facts, such as pictures of the object of the extortion in a compromising position, etc. In the United States, extortion may also be committed as a federal crime across a computer system, phone, by mail or in using any instrument of interstate commerce. Extortion requires that the individual sent the message willingly and knowingly as elements of the crime. The message only has to be sent, but does not have to reach the intended recipient to commit the crime of extortion. During these bogus investigations as part of the criminal scheme, the perpetrators may try to illegally order and extort you to submit to an illegal gag order or sign a fraudulent non-disclosure agreement stating that if you speak of the bogus investigation, you may be fined or jailed. In extreme cases, the perpetrators may even falsely state that it is a matter of national security which is an online that has been deliberately abused and deployed by criminal elements of government as ruse and excuse for criminal activity. Regardless of what these perpetrators of the bogus investigations may tell you, bogus investigations, illegal coercion and extortion is illegal and criminal, and the perpetrators are certainly of no authority to make you or anyone do anything, or act against your own wishes and they can be held legally liable and criminally charged with extortion, 
fined, and imprisoned. Focus investigation. The following audio was taken from a video titled, Listen to a Stranger, which was a public social experiment that demonstrates the power of persuasion and how pathetically easily individuals can be manipulated into going along with the stranger's script and requests. Excuse me, sir. Step over and ask you a question if you can help me. The setting, a farmer's market in Columbus, New Jersey. Inside, a woman shopping for produce with her baby. She's under surveillance by this man. He stays outside hoping the woman won't spot him. He solicits help from random shoppers. Ma'am, excuse me. I'm a recovery agent. He tells them he's a recovery agent, a fancy term for bounty hunter. And he needs help capturing the woman inside. Let me show you the picture. Hold on. I think somebody inside in a blue jacket. You see the woman I'm talking about? And shoppers seem to want to help. Yes. Have you ever used handcuffs? No. I'd sooner grab her and put her down. The bounty hunter needs positive ID and asks the shopper to take the wallet from the woman inside. If she walks away from that carriage and you see the wallet, just pick it up and walk it out okay. to me, okay? You're a cop, so I'm not going to get in trouble. Let me shut okay. over here. Okay. All right. This is what our bounty hunter flashes, a badge we bought online, no questions asked, and it offers no legal authority. The bounty hunter, his name is George, and he agreed to ask people to do things he normally wouldn't. The woman inside, she's Tracy, an actress playing the role of a mother who may have kidnapped her baby from the father. Will the shopper follow the command of an authority figure and actually take Tracy's wallet? She goes inside the fruit stand, and when Tracy turns her back, she swipes her wallet and brings it back to the man with the badge. Now, why in the world would anyone follow the orders of a stranger? I said, I'll take her down. I'll just put all this down. What's the lesson? Did you learn something here? Yeah. The bear lesson is, um, showed me a badge that you can, anybody can. And almost anybody can be too. It's outrageous. Will June perform this illegal act? When our actress turns her back, she sneaks in and drops the pill right into Tracy's soda. You actually put the pill in? Yes, I did. He, he showed me a federal agent badge. So, you know, what am I supposed to think? If I don't, then then what? But, June, you didn't know this for sure. No, I didn't. What if you harmed this poor woman? Then I guess that would be on my head, too. <laughs> Luckily for June's conscience and I.
follow the command of an authority figure and actually take Tracy's wallet? She goes inside the fruit stand, and when Tracy turns her back, she swipes her wallet and brings it back to the man with the badge. Now, why in the world would anyone follow the orders of a stranger? I said, I'll take her down. I'll just go down. What's the lesson? Did you learn something here? Yeah. The bear lesson is, um, showed me a badge that you can, anybody can buy. And almost anybody can be duped. The idea for testing the power of an authority figure came from a shocking true story. An assistant manager at a McDonald's received a call from a man claiming to be a police officer. He told the manager to strip search a young employee who he said had stolen a purse. The manager never questioned the man's identity and blindly obeyed. And it didn't stop there. The caller told another person at the restaurant to make the naked employee do jumping jacks. She was spanked and told to perform sexual acts. Turns out the call was a vicious hoax, a horrid example of failing to question authority. Back in New Jersey, would shoppers question our authority figure? Ma'am, excuse me. Can I talk to you for a minute? I'm working a fugitive job right here. He's about to ask this woman to drug and sedate our fugitive. What I'm going to ask you to do is just put this in there, and what I'm going to try to do is switch the soda on her. This will slow her down a little bit. Or, but, well, it basically slows her down. If she gets up, would you be comfortable just dropping this in there? It's outrageous. Will June perform this illegal act? When our actress turns her back, she sneaks in and drops the pill right into Tracy's soda. You actually put the pill in? Yes, I did. He, he showed me a federal agent badge. So, you know, what am I supposed to think? If I don't, then then what? But, Julie, you didn't know this for sure. No, what I if, didn't. What if you harmed this poor woman? Then I guess that would be on my head, too. <laughs> Luckily for June's conscience and our actress, the Mickey was just some candies we bought a few minutes earlier. How likely is it for us to listen to someone simply because they seem authoritative? Yeah, I guess I'm a sucker. <laughs> but also sucked into our plot is this next woman, Crystal. Some of you kidnapped a child right inside this office right here. I want you to go in just real quick and idea for me. A little talk about the baby being kidnapped, and then George asks Crystal to do a little kidnapping herself. Our baby isn't real, but Crystal doesn't know that. Okay, what you're going to do is walk back inside the produce area, push the carriage straight to me. Okay. Okay? Without ever questioning our authority figure, Crystal heads inside to look for the baby. She locates the stroller, waits for an opportunity, and then... She pushes it right out to George, who's waiting in the parking lot. We were stunned. Walk fast, walk fast. Ma'am, what are you doing? Walk fast, Excuse walk fast, me? walk fast. Don't turn around, don't turn around. Excuse me, what are you doing? That's my baby. Why didn't you take my baby? Who is that? He's a police officer, he showed me his badge. You know for sure he's a police officer? <laughs> Only now does Crystal realize she might have been due, becoming perhaps an accomplice to a kidnapping. You have no right to take my baby. Crystal defends her actions. Her thoughts, she says, were with the baby. My sister has an infant, um, and I think it was just something that was really close to my heart, you know, and I was thinking about how bad I would have felt if someone had taken my sister's baby. Experts say empathy often determines whether people will act. And that's definitely true with this man. Chris Blackman is a father of a six-month-old. 
We had him out yesterday. Yeah, that's what he has, too. And he's drawn to our actress before our bounty hunter even approaches him. Because she appears to be a new parent, too. What, what, what day was he born? Uh, you're fine. <laughs> I'm losing my brain. Um, yeah, like the seventh. My name is Chris. Oh, I'm sorry. Tracy. 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 Yeah. We didn't think there was any way Chris could be recruited to help our bounty hunter. He and Tracy, after all, were bonding so well. But watch what happens next. Excuse me, sir. Can I talk to you? Uh, Recovery agent. I saw you talking to that girl you know, with the blue jacket on. Yeah. I know she got real friendly. Right. She's wanted for kidnapping. And she didn't know the date of birth either. She's got a warrant for her arrest. Chris is torn. Does he believe the friendly mother of a baby or a man who claims he's a bounty hunter? Do you have a police officer? I don't yet. They're coming down. I need that's that right. first. Okay. Well, I, I, I don't do anything. That, I need a police officer that's going to confirm what you're telling me. Of the 22 shoppers we confronted, Chris is the only one who really questions our authority figure. Well, I don't have a police officer here now. This is making me a little nervous. Okay. I want to help you out. Okay, well, I don't wanna, I'm not asking you to do anything with the baby. Chris is conflicted and ultimately compromises. He refuses to take the baby, but he agrees to block Tracy while George pushes the stroller away. If she comes, just don't let her come towards me. I know, that's okay. If she comes, just don't come towards me. Where's my baby? What? Can I ask you questions? No. Please no. No. Why? No. Where'd he go? Sir, it's okay. Listen, this is not real. It's a TV show. Didn't mean to shake you up that way. It's part of a show called What Would You Do? And the question. is
A secret camp punishments. Efforts are made to establish considerable control over a person's social environment, time, and sources of social support. Social isolation is promoted. A conspiracy is a secret agreement between two or more people to perform an unlawful act. Focus focus there are 60 factors being utilized in these illegal, criminal bogus investigations. 1. Manipulation. All the lies being used to gain their cooperation. Secrecy is maintained so that no one will ever find out that the target is innocent. All those around them are being duped into participating into a lifetime scheme of gruesome torment and of the victim. Those who once valued their family as number one somehow buy into perpetration fabrication and thus fall totally under perp control for the remainder of their lives, forfeiting family relationships and squandering forever the precious times they could have spent together with family members and friends. The perps will isolate you from everyone. This includes family, friends, and any new friends you meet. Again, the perps use lies, intimidation, and fake investigations to easily accomplish this. After questioning their friends and family endlessly, the perps let them know that if they mention the investigation, they can be jailed for interfering in an ongoing investigation and or aiding and abating a criminal. Then the perps strongly suggest that you initiate no further contact with you until the investigation is finished. Of course, family and friends are not told this about the investigation will never be finished. Many targeted individuals have been targeted for 20 years or more with no end in sight. That's what they do. They open up a bogus investigation so they can continuously be there to watch you, harass you, and that's what they do. What happens is... Uh, Basically, as I'm explaining, they turn everyone against you, and I have no one now. I have no friends, no family, no one's around me. Everyone assumes I'm a mental case, and I'm not. I'm completely sane, and I know what's going on. So please go to gangstalkingworld.com and read. Educate yourself. Focus on investigation. person is whispered lies and slander by a perp on a TI. If the gang person believes the lies, they will feel righteous in helping to administer secret vigilante justice against the TI, and they are recruited to do this quote-unquote patriotic cause by the perp. Once they have heard the slander, gang persons are gay, even though the perp usually has no legal authority to do so. After this, the gang person will not advise the TI of either the slander they have heard or the identity of the perp who whispered it. The gag person's fear is based on the possibility that the slander may actually be true or even worse if it's false. They feel threatened that similar slander may be unleashed against them unless they cooperate with a vigilante justice against the TI. Focus on investigation. that targets will have worn markers placed against their files. The information is then shared with relatives, storekeepers, friends, and the community at large. The files are usually not left behind but they are used to prejudice and slander individuals against the target. These files can be used to engender the corporation of friends and associates of the targets. The files might have a picture of the target and information about some alleged crime, incidents that the target has been flagged for or is under investigation for. The information is usually very convincing and helps to further get targets harassed by those around them. The most important thing about these files are that they are usually fake. 
they're bogus. That is, they're the fool and trick you to believe things that are not true. At these fools, they will come to them and hold them lies, bullshit lies, so that they can keep the ongoing bogus investigation that needs to be going. That's right, it's an investigation. It's a bogus investigation aimed at destroying the life of an individual. Because they've got this focused investigation out for them, they can keep it open and they can use their gang stalkers and they say, okay, we suspect this person. Oh, gee, look, it turns out this person isn't the person, okay? But we're not sure just because we don't have the proof of it, okay? But they know, they do know. But they can keep that going now and they can use it all the time. So they never have to explain or nothing because they just go around and say, yeah, we just don't have the proof, can we see? That's how they destroy some gang stalkers. What they do to destroy your life, they contact the people in your life, such as uh, people you could, you know, a corner store you go to, a gas station you go to, a coffee shop you go to, where you buy your groceries, where you do your banking. All these people are confronted by these people one way or another, and they get someone to approach them and say, hey, listen, don't trust this person. They, they come up with lies, basically, uh, and they. That's how they destroy someone's character. It's called character assassination. Wrongful accusal, wrongful suspicion, followed by uh, character assassination, which then finishes the person off. Uh, they just walk away scot-free, saying, no, we didn't do that. We didn't harass this person. We didn't cause their nerves break down, which they did. Uh, they also go to your neighbor, which um, we'll be talking about here, um, which I mentioned before. They go to your neighbor and they tell your neighbor, hey, don't let your neighbor hang out with your kid or watch over your dogs or whatever. So if you really want to believe, believe that, well, go ahead. But if someone comes to you and tells you stuff, as my neighbor, you best be listening to me. Okay, gang stalking. And so if you were suckered into this, I suggest you go to gangstalkingworld.com. That's a good one. Go there, wake up. People in my community are being fooled. My mother, my father, and my wife, you've all been fooled. It's a bogus investigation. So if anyone came to you and said, oh, what's a video? Investigation, blah, blah, blah. It's bogus. The investigation is designed to destroy the life of individuals to be fooled and be tricked. And you need to wake up to this. Organized stalking. Focus investigations. In some instances, the friends, family, and associates of the targeted victim are being falsely told that the criminal organized gang stalking and technological harassment the victim is being harassed, violated, and terrorized with is a quote-unquote investigation, which is bogus, fraudulent, and criminal. Family, friends, and associates of the victims are being manipulated fooled and illegally coerced into taking part in this illegal bogus so-called investigation that is nothing more than harassing, violating, and terrorizing emotional distress and psychological terrorism to the victim that lasts for years and years. Warning and beware of perpetrators falsely claiming that another individual is under investigation also known as bogus investigations. Although legitimate investigations are a necessary function of honest law enforcement, the perpetrators in some cases will cloak and mask the criminal organized stalking harassment and torture of the victim as a fraudulent investigation which is a criminal tactic where the perpetrators are manipulating others to force them to act towards their wishes utilizing manipulation or intimidation and coercion. Organized Stalking Bogus Investigations
A bogus investigation is defined as an illegal criminal covert tactic deployed by the perpetrators of the organized gang stalking crime syndicate, in which the perpetrators utilize various different methods of manipulation, deception, coercion, and threats to essentially criminally solicit, manipulate, deceive, or extort the cooperation and including those close to the target and the general public which provides cover for the organized crime syndicate and the perpetrators' criminal activity. The criminal perpetrators may try to issue you a fraudulent illegal bogus gag order, which is illegally and criminally utilized to extort your silence and illegally force and coerce your cooperation into the organized stalking harassment conspiracy. The perpetrators may flash a fake phony badge or display official-looking fake fraudulent doctored up files, videos, or text documents that are meant to make the scheme appear more credible and fool, trick or coerce you into the scheme. The criminal or criminals may even possibly be a real member of law enforcement, however if they are, they are criminally abusing their position and limits of authority and illegally utilizing it to criminally harass, threaten and coerce you and other individuals into a criminal conspiracy against another individual. Quote, what they utilize is, they open up a bogus investigation, so that they can continually be there to harass you. During these bogus investigations, the perpetrators will contact the unwitting subjects either by telephone, text message, email or physically approach the subjects, and begin to fraudulently brief them about the victim and the falsified reasons and motives for the situation. This perpetrator briefing is always based on deception, pretexts and false reasons of justification that are meant to fool, manipulate, or coerce you and unwitting subjects into submitting to the bogus illegal scheme while providing cover for the crime syndicate and the perpetrator's criminal activities. As part of the criminal scheme, the perpetrators may try to illegally order and extort you to submit to an illegal gag order or sign a fraudulent non-disclosure agreement stating that if you speak of the bogus investigation, you may be fined or jailed. In extreme cases, the perpetrators may even falsely state that it is a matter of national security, which is a known line that has been deliberately abused and deployed by criminal elements of government as a ruse and excuse for criminal activity. It should be noted that the perpetrators may not always directly lie about and slander the victim. Example, the perpetrators may not always contact you and tell you the victim is a wife beater, but it is a guarantee that the perpetrators will always lie to you about the reasons and motivations for what they are doing, and if a complete lie is not told about the target, false motives and speculations will be deployed in attempt to manipulate you and others to submitting to the criminal scheme. Some of the most common lies and slander cowardly whispered by the perpetrators to fool unwitting subjects into these bogus investigations include the following. Telling others that the targeted victim is a drug addict, drug user, or drug dealer, a violent person, a domestic abuser, a wife beater, a paranoid schizophrenic, a rapist, a pedophile, a child molester, a murderer, a murder suspect, a terrorist, or the classic, simply, someone we need to keep an eye on. The perpetrators who deploy the bogus investigations can actually be anyone. Criminal private investigators, criminal former and current government and military slash Air Force employees, or corrupt criminal law enforcement, who are being manipulated and criminally funded, while being utilized as pawns by criminal elements of government into carrying out criminal organized stalking operations by proxy. Focus Coercion is the use of express or implied threats of violence or reprisal as discharge from employment or other intimidating behavior that puts a person in immediate fear of the consequences in order to compel that person to act against his or her will. Coercion is the practice of compelling a person or manipulating them to behave in an involuntary way, whether through action or inaction, by use of threats, intimidation, 
trickery, or some other form of pressure or force. These are used as leverage to force the victim to act in the desired way. Coercive persuasion or thought reform is best understood as a coordinated system of graduated coercive influence and behavior controls designed to deceptively and surreptitiously manipulate and influence individuals, usually in a group setting in order for the originators of the program to profit in some way, normally financially or politically. Using rewards and punishments, efforts are made to establish considerable control over a person's social environment, time, and sources of social support. Social isolation is promoted. A conspiracy is a secret agreement between two or more people to perform an unlawful act. Bogus there are 60 factors being utilized in these illegal, criminal bogus investigations. 1. Manipulation. 2. Speculation. 3. Fabrication. 4. False dossiers. 5. Bribery. 6. Coercion and extortion. These six elements are all being utilized in tandem by the criminal perpetrators to illegally target the victim, while simultaneously manipulating those close to the victim and the general public, while providing cover for the crime syndicate and perpetrators' criminal activities. Manipulation. Manipulation is element number one within the crime of organized stalking, and the same applies to bogus investigations. Any way that the perpetrators can manipulate others to their advantage, they will do so. And this includes manipulating those around the targeted victim, the victim's family, friends, associates, and the media. As a prime example, the perpetrators of the organized stalking syndicate are notorious for deploying the illegal utilization of through-wall radar camera technologies to criminally eavesdrop on and illegally invade the privacy of organized stalking victims. During these bogus investigations, the perpetrators may manipulate a neighbor or citizen that resides around the targeted victim into allowing the neighbor to set up one of these through-wall radar devices inside their home to illegally monitor the victim. In order to gain the unwitting neighbor's cooperation, the perpetrators will blatantly lie to the unwitting neighbor by telling them various lies, excuses, and false motivations as to why the through-wall radar is being utilized, therefore co-opting recruiting the neighbor into the organized stalking crime and criminal conspiracy. Some of these lies and excuses told by the perpetrators to manipulate the unwitting neighbor will include the following. The victim is extremely violent or potentially violent and needs to be monitored. The victim is a rapist or serial burglar. The victim is a terrorist or a suspected terrorist. The perpetrators realize that these false motives slander lies will most likely appeal to the ignorant, unwitting neighbor's desire for crime prevention in their neighborhood, and therefore the neighbor will most likely succumb to and go along with the perpetrator's criminal use of these through-wall radar technologies, not realizing that they can still be held legally liable and criminally prosecuted for going along with the perpetrator's wishes. These criminal ploys utilized by the perpetrators are not limited to the illegal use of through-wall radar technologies and can also include deployment of illegal listening devices, recorders, and illegal entrance into the victim's home. You need to realize that in reality, history has proven through solid patterns and the multitudes of organized stalking victim testimonials that as a part of the organized stalking crime, the perpetrators usually always deploy these through-wall radar technologies so that they can constantly criminally monitor the targets inside their homes as part of the criminal organized stalking operations, not because of the lies the criminal perpetrators are telling you and the victim's neighbors. The through-wall radar is also utilized in attempt to try to blackmail the target with a sense of we see you do everything, and the perpetrators will attempt to utilize this to embarrass and control the victim into their submission. Focus on speculation. Speculation is the forming of a theory or conjecture without firm evidence.
One of the most common ruses deployed by the perpetrators during bogus investigations involves the perpetrators falsely speculating by telling others that the targeted victim is a suspect of a crime under investigation. We just don't possess the proof yet. Thus falsely speculating and giving the appearance to others that the target is guilty of a crime without actually having substantial evidence to substantiate and corroborate the perpetrator's false claims. The speculation is designed to isolate the victims and cause others to be suspicious and paranoid about the victim by dragging the victim's name through the mind. Fabrication. Fabrication is the action or process of manufacturing or inventing something. The perpetrators are known for Involved overtly manipulating situations. The perpetrators sometimes will fabricate a staged organized stalking street theater incident where they will try to bait the victim into something detrimental to their safety or something illegal. During these fabricated staged incidents, the perpetrators will deploy recruited manipulated helper slaves, which can be anyone in the community whom the perpetrators have manipulated to stand by to observe and act as concerned witnesses when they attempt to bait and provoke the victim. If the victim responds to the fabricated staged incident or is provoked into retaliation against the provocative behavior from the perpetrator, the manipulated helper slaves are instructed to bear false witness against them by falsely claiming that it was the targeted victim who provoked the perpetrators or falsely claim that the targeted victim was belligerent with them or the victim needs help the victim is paranoid schizophrenic EDC. When in reality the entire incident was falsely fabricated and set up by the perpetrators and the perpetrator helper slaves were manipulated to lie about the victim. In worst cases, the perpetrators may actually try to frame the targeted victim for very serious crimes. These acts are done by the perpetrators out of desperation, usually when the targeted victim knows the truth about something very dangerous or damaging to the perpetrators, or when the victim possesses multitudes of evidence on the perpetrators that could literally destroy the organized stalking crime syndicate. These very serious sinister fabricated framing desperation tactics deployed by the perpetrators are limited to the perpetrator's imagination, but could include any of the following fabricated incidents against the victim or others. Murder, murder, suicides, hangings, drug overdoses, poisonings, shootings, gang feuds and shootings, theft, stabbings, rapings, arsons, bombings, terrorism, terrorism plots, murder for hire plots, conspiracies, possession of child pornography, possession of heavy drugs, sabotage where the targeted victim could possibly either be directly murdered or blamed for any of these fabricated staged acts of illegal behavior or homicide. It is worthy of noting again with the modern advances in technology and computers, it is now possible that the perpetrators can't even generate up a false altered fabricated video or even a technologically generated video that looks frame by frame, exactly like the victim which can make the victim appear to be doing anything which could potentially be utilized by the perpetrators to fool others into believing the victim has been involved in something illegal or done something that they honestly did not do. Even consumer-level computer software available to the public such as Adobe After Effects and other software is capable of superimposing or placing someone's entire figure and body into moving motion scenery or background. The higher advanced open technologies can generate a complete visual video clone of an individual which only a trained video analysis professional would be able to differentiate the real from the fake. False dossiers. A dossier is a collection of papers, documents or other sources containing detailed information about a particular person or subject. During bogus investigations, the perpetrators are known to carry and display false altered or fabricated documents also known as false dossiers in attempt to reinforce their fraudulent speculative claims about the victim. 
With the modern advances in technology and computers, it is now possible that the perpetrators can't even generate a false altered fabricated video or even a technologically generated video that looks frame by frame, exactly like the victim which can make the victim appear to be doing anything, which could potentially be utilized by the perpetrators to fool others into believing the victim has been involved in something legal or done something that they honestly did not do. Even consumer-level computer software available to the public such as Adobe After Effects and other software is capable of superimposing or placing someone's entire figure slash body into moving motion scenery or background. The higher advanced up-end technologies can generate a complete visual video clone of an individual which only a trained video analysis professional would be able to differentiate the real from the fake. Bribery. During these bogus investigations, bribery is sometimes utilized by the perpetrators in return for others doing favors for them. For example, the perpetrators may manipulate others by criminally bribing them to engage in a particular activity towards the targeted victim and offering them free house repairs, free gas, or even a new vehicle in exchange for doing a particular action towards the victim. The unwitting person being bribed may or may not even be aware that they are being asked to engage in criminal harassment activity towards another person and usually only be focused on profit. Extortion, extortion, which is not limited to the taking of property, involves the verbal or written installation of fear that something will happen to the victim if they do not comply with the extortionist's will. Extortion can take place over the telephone, via mail, text, email or other computer or wireless communication. Extortion is a felony in all states. Neither extortion nor blackmail requires a threat of a criminal act, such as violence, merely a threat used to illicit actions, money, or property from the object of the extortion. Such threats include the filing of reports, true or not, of criminal behavior to the police, revelation of damaging facts, such as pictures of the object of the extortion in a compromising position, etc. In the United States, extortion may also be committed as a federal crime across a computer system phone, by mail or in using any instrument of interstate commerce. Extortion requires that the individual sent the message willingly and knowingly as elements of the crime. The message only has to be sent, but does not have to reach the intended recipient to commit the crime of extortion. During these bogus investigations as part of the criminal scheme, the perpetrators may try to illegally order and extort you to submit to an illegal gag order or sign a fraudulent non-disclosure agreement stating that if you speak of the bogus investigation, you may be fined or jailed. In extreme cases, the perpetrators may even falsely state that it is a matter of national security which is an online that has been deliberately abused and deployed by criminal elements of government as ruse and excuse for criminal activity. Regardless of what these perpetrators of the bogus investigations may tell you, bogus investigations, illegal coercion and extortion is illegal and criminal, and the perpetrators are certainly of no authority to make you or anyone do anything, or act against your own wishes and they can be held legally liable and criminally charged with extortion, fined, and imprisoned. Bogus investigation. The following audio is taken from a video titled, Listen to a Stranger, which was a public social experiment that demonstrates the power of persuasion and how pathetically easily individuals can be manipulated into going along with the stranger's script and requests. Excuse me, sir. Step over here and ask you a question if you can help me. The setting, a farmer's market in Columbus, New Jersey. Inside, a woman shopping for produce with her baby. She's under surveillance by this man. He stays outside, hoping the woman won't spot him. He solicits help from random shoppers. Ma'am, excuse me. I'm a recovery agent. He tells them he's a recovery agent. 
a fancy term for bounty hunter, and he needs help capturing the woman inside. Let me show you. Let me show you a picture. Hold up. I'm trying to ID somebody inside there in a blue jacket. Do you see the woman I'm talking about? And shoppers seem to want to help. Have you ever used handcuffs? No. I'd sooner grab her and put her down. The bounty hunter needs positive ID and asks a shopper to take the wallet from the woman inside. If she walks away from that carriage and you see the wallet, just pick it up and walk it out okay. to me, okay? You're a cop, so I'm not going to get in trouble. Let me shut over. Okay. All right. This is what our bounty hunter flashes, a badge we bought online. No questions asked, and it offers no legal authority. The bounty hunter, his name is George, and he agreed to ask people to do things he normally wouldn't. The woman inside, she's Tracy, an actress playing the role of a mother who may have kidnapped her baby from the father. Will the shopper follow the command of an authority figure and actually take Tracy's wallet? She goes inside the fruit stand, and when Tracy turns her back, she swipes her wallet and brings it back to the man with the badge. Now, why in the world would anyone follow the orders of a stranger? I said, I'll take her down. I'll just put all this stuff down. What's the lesson? Did you learn something here? Yeah. The bear lesson is, um, showed me a badge that you can, anybody can buy. And almost anybody can be duped. The idea for testing the power of an authority figure came from a shocking true story. An assistant manager at a McDonald's received a call from a man claiming to be a police officer. He told the manager to strip search a young employee who he said had stolen a purse. The manager never questioned the man's identity and blindly obeyed. And it didn't stop there. The caller told another person at the restaurant to make the naked employee do jumping jacks. She was spanked and told to perform sexual acts. Turns out the call was a vicious hoax, a horrid example of failing to question authority. Back in New Jersey, would shoppers question our authority figure? Ma'am, excuse me. Can I talk to you for a minute? I'm working a fugitive job right here. He's about to ask this woman to drug and sedate our fugitive. What I'm going to ask you to do is just put this in there, and what I'm going to try to do is switch the soda on her. This will slow her down a little bit. Or, or Mickey, aren't you? <laughs> but, well, it basically slows her down. If she gets up, would you be comfortable just dropping this in there? It's outrageous. Will June perform this illegal act? When our actress turns her back, she sneaks in and drops the pill right into Tracy's soda. You actually put the pill in? Yes, I did. He, he showed me a federal agent badge. So, you know, what am I supposed to think? If I don't, then then what? But Julie, you didn't know this for sure. No, what I if, didn't. What if you harmed this poor woman? Then I guess that would be on my head, too. <laughs> Luckily for June's conscience and our actress, the Mickey was just some candy we bought a few minutes earlier. How likely is it for us to listen to someone simply because they seem authoritative? Yeah, I guess I'm a sucker. <laughs> but also sucked into our plot is this next woman, Crystal. Somebody kidnapped the child right inside this office right here. Mm -hmm. I want you to go in just real quick and idea for me. A little talk about the baby being kidnapped, and then George asks Crystal to do a little kidnapping herself. Our baby isn't real, but Crystal doesn't know that. Okay, what you're going to do is walk back inside the produce area, push the carriage straight to me. Okay. Okay? Without ever questioning our authority figure, Crystal heads inside to look for the baby. 
She locates the stroller, waits for an opportunity, and then she pushes it right out to George, who's waiting in the parking lot. We were stunned. Walk fast, walk fast. Ma'am, what are you doing? Walk fast, walk Excuse fast, me? walk fast. Don't turn around, don't turn around. Excuse me, what are you doing? That's my baby. Why didn't you take my baby? Who is that? He's a police officer, he showed me his badge. You know for sure he's a police officer? Only now does Crystal realize she might have been due, becoming perhaps an accomplice to a kidnapping. You have no right to take my baby. Crystal defends her action. Her thoughts, she says, were with the baby. My sister has an infant, um, and I think it was just something that was really close to my heart, you know, and I was thinking about how bad I would have felt if someone had taken my sister's baby. Experts say empathy often determines whether people will act. And that's definitely true with this yeah. man. Yeah. Chris Blackman is a father of yeah. a six-month-old. No, no. We had him out yesterday. He's got a little sniffly. Yeah, that's what he has, too. Yeah. And he's drawn to our actress before our body hunter even approaches him because she appears to be a new parent, too. What, what, what day was he born? Uh, Third time. <laughs> I'm losing my brain. Um, yeah, like the seventh. My name is Chris. Oh, I come around here once a month. We didn't think there was any way Chris could be recruited to help our bounty hunter. He and Tracy, after all, were bonding so well. But watch what happens next. Excuse me, sir. Can I talk to you? Uh, I'm a recovery agent. I saw you talking to that girl you know, with the blue jacket on. Yeah. I know she got real friendly. Right. She's wanted for kidnapping. She didn't know the day that birth either. She's got a warrant for her arrest. Chris is torn. Does he believe the friendly mother of a baby? Or a man who claims he's a bounty hunter. Do you have a police officer? I don't yet. Yeah, they're coming down. To I work. need right. that first. Okay. Well, I, I don't do anything. That... I need a police officer that's going to confirm what you're telling me. Of the 22 shoppers we confronted, Chris is the only one who really questions our authority figure. Well, I don't have a police officer here now. This is making me a little nervous. Okay. I want to help you out. Okay. Well, I don't wanna, I'm not asking you to do anything with the baby. Chris is conflicted and ultimately compromises. He refuses to take the baby, but he agrees to block Tracy while George pushes the stroller away. If she comes, just don't let her come towards me. I know, that's okay. If she comes, just don't come towards me. Where is my baby? What? Can I ask you a question? No, 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 why? No. Where'd he go? Why did you sit there? Why did you do that? Sir, it's okay. Listen, I, 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 listen, I'm done. Relax. I'm dying. This is not real. It's a TV show. Didn't mean to shake you up that way. Well, it's, it's, it's part of a show called What Would You Do? And the question is, you're torn. I'm so sorry. In the heat of the moment, Chris followed his head by asking lots of smart questions, but also followed his heart, trying to protect the baby. Anyone can get a badge, right? Exactly. You see how many false, how many false IDs there could be, fake IDs. Focus investigation. Report from the targeted victim of the covert illegal bogus investigation. I've been placed on a watch list. This means that I'm under constant illegal surveillance by your everyday manipulated people, citizen informants. Citizen informants are not a new phenomenon, but the organized stalking era defines them a slightly different way. Usually law enforcers, agents, and etc. have people they go to for information. Slang word for these people are snitches. These snitches or citizen informants are their eyes and ears. 
On watch list here are a target for what may be an illegal covert investigation. In my particular case, I have heard some comments that people are being told that I'm dangerous and a harm to others. This is a lie. And this may be their justification for what they are trying to do. You are being told what you need to, much like in classic interrogations, where the interrogator tells any lie they can to get your cooperation. This is no different. In fact, there is a name for this technique used by law enforcement and it plainly states that interrogators will tell you anything to get your cooperation. Legitimate investigations are necessary, and I would not want anyone who could harm me around myself or my children. But years have passed, and they are still at it. What gives? The information they've gotten they used to harass me. Or let me rephrase that, they utilize you to harass me. And tell you whatever lies necessary to accomplish it. I have been a victim of work mobbing. I have walked into the cafeteria at work, and had a coward say to me, but not at me, she better not start no trouble here, or, you shouldn't have went to Florida. After a year or so of this, it gets to be detrimental to my overall well-being, the list of comments and actions go on and on. I have had acquaintances start conversations with me about my personal life, that they should not have any know about, no thanks to the handy investigator and interrogator getting and giving information about me, sometimes humiliating. People have been told that I'm a prostitute, drug dealer, a thief, a terrorist stripper. I have even had friends put their purses around me to see if I would steal it. Also the ridiculous one that I have lost my memory, false dementia. My memory is perfectly intact and has always been. I had a nice interrogation style conversation with the girl I was friends with for more than half my life about a matter concerning custody of my children. No doubt she has been talked to. Change cities and move, I have they came with me. Change jobs. I did and they went with me. I went out with a friend that had been very dear to me since about 7th grade and there we had a conversation about NX. No doubt he was sentient of this particular situation. If you read this, you know who you are, and that is why you did not return my calls. I hope whatever you got from this was worth losing my friendship. The point of me saying this all is, I want you to know that what they are doing is wrong, and they are lying to you about me, and you are the ones who are doing their criminal dirty work for them. If it was not dirty work, and I was really suspected of any of these things, they would have brought me in to be interrogated, and not be using you to do. Because they will not do this, something in the process is unfavorable, illegal, false, or someone is undercover. Angela, L. Beware of this criminal bogus investigation tactic and manipulation. A word of wise to those of you who ignorantly or willfully partake in this bogus fraudulent investigation. In reality, you are engaging in the criminal harassment, emotional distress, a criminal conspiracy and domestic terrorism of, and against another individual, and you are liable to be sued and criminally prosecuted under 18 U.S.C. 241, conspiracy against rights and multiple other laws for your compliance and cooperation. This audio information and public service announcements was authored and presented to the public by OSI, Organized Stalking Informers, bringing awareness and exposure to the crime syndicate known as Organized Stalking and Technological Harassment. Organized Gang Stalking, what you need to know. Organized Gang Stalking, also known as Gang Stalking, Cause Stalking, Organized Vigilante Stalking, Stalking by Proxy, Community-Based Harassment, and Covert War are essentially harassment and discrediting campaigns waged against a targeted individual. Citizens and neighbors are recruited to participate, often from extremist groups and cults, but also from among employees. Coordinated psychological warfare attacks, consisting of stalkings, noise campaigns, 
sensitizing and the spreading of lies and rumors, are executed in an effort to virtually neutralize and destroy the victim using people from all backgrounds and vocations to harass. Track 24-7, sometimes organizing lethal vehicle accidents, poisonings, electronic harassment, corrupt or ignorant doctor diagnosis given to stamp the victim as bogus mentally ill with delusions, paranoid, or schizophrenia, etc. Everything is done covertly and with a sophisticated real-time dispatching system to organize the criminal's harassments and attacks. Often in the hundreds to thousands of criminals participating as a coordinated mob at any given time while the criminals do their normal routines of work, shopping, commuting to and from work, leisure, etc. Using the method of moving foot and vehicular surveillance techniques, and computers, cell phones, verbal and visual cues, and every other conceivable type of communication. Often, the local network of this mob is connected to a national and international network when the target travels the local network will follow the target to the next city or town when the target arrives there, the network in that location will stalk follow and harass the target in that city or town. Organized gang stalking also known as organized stalking, community harassment community stalking is a systemic form of control, which seeks to destroy every aspect of a targeted individual's life. Using occupational health and safety laws, warning markers can be added to a target's file. Once a target is flagged, a notification is sent out, and the target is followed around 24-7 by the various communities that they are in. A covert usually bogus and illegal investigation might be opened, and electronic means used by the civilian spies as part of the covert monitoring and surveillance process. The citizen informants can be parts of these community-oriented programs, but are often just average citizens. Everyone in the target's life is contacted, advised as to why the individual has been listed or flagged and advised not to discuss the notification and asked to be a part of the ongoing, never-ending monitoring systemic harassment process. This process is covertly designed to destroy the target over time, leaving them with no form of support. Since most civil workers are aware of this notification system, it means that targets reporting incidents of being followed around by various strangers should not have been unfamiliar to the police and other agencies that targets reported their harassment to. In most cities, this notification is well known and used by many workers and employers. Yet targeted individuals have had to have mental health evaluations for making complaints about this structure and the harassment that comes with it. Organized gang stalking is experienced by the targeted individual in a psychological attack that is capable of immobilizing and destroying them over time. The covert methods used to harass, persecute, and falsely defame the targets often leave no evidence to incriminate the civilian spies. It's similar to workplace mobbing, but takes place outside in the community. It's called organized stalking because organized groups or community members stalk and monitor the targets 24-7. See gang stalking organized stalking. Organized gang stalking questions and answers. Does the word gang, as an organized gang stalking, refer to street gangs? No. The word gang refers to multiple people who organize group together for a common purpose. What is the difference between stalking, by a single perpetrator, and organized gang stalking? All forms of stalking are physically, emotionally, and psychologically harmful to the victim. With regards to organized gang stalking, the abuse is particularly invasive as the victim is not able to distinguish friend from foe. The majority of the population is aware of cases such as jilted lover as stalker and can readily identify key features of such abuse. The little-known phenomena of organized gang stalking allows the perpetrator's anonymity and enables future victimizations, as stalkers are actually encouraged by the lack of repercussions. Please keep in mind that victims of organized gang stalking have to deal with an abuse engineered to make them appear insane should they complain to authorities. It is no wonder that victims of organized gang stalking are far more likely to commit suicide than victims of individual stalkers. Is organized gang stalking illegal? Yes. Despite what the leaders or members of stalking and harassment groups say or believe, all forms of stalking and harassment are illegal. Stalking definition. Stalking can be defined as a pattern of repeated and unwanted attention, harassment, contact, or any other course of conduct directed at a specific person that would cause a reasonable person to feel fear. Stalking is against the law in every state. 
stoking across state lines or in federal territories is illegal under federal law. A willful course of conduct involving repeated or continuing harassment of another individual that would cause a reasonable person to feel terrorized, frightened, intimidated, threatened, harassed, or molested and that actually causes the victim to feel terrorized, frightened, intimidated, threatened, harassed, or molested. A person who intentionally and repeatedly follows or harasses another person and who makes a credible threat, either expressed or implied, with the intent to place that person in reasonable fear of death or serious bodily harm is guilty of the crime of stalking. Harassment Definition Harassment means conduct directed toward a victim that includes, but is not limited to, repeated or continuing unconsented contact that would cause a reasonable individual to suffer emotional distress and that actually causes the victim to suffer emotional distress. The Goal of Organized Gang Stalking The express goal of organized gang stalking is to silence a victim, drive a victim insane and possibly to the point of suicide, or destroy the victim's reputation and believability as the person will likely be viewed as mentally ill should they complain or report the abuse. To cause the target to appear mentally unstable is one, and this is achieved through a carefully detailed assault using advanced psychological harassment techniques, and a variety of other tactics that are the usual protocol for gang stalking, such as street theater, mobbing, pervasive petty disrespecting. Organized gang stalking is also used to gather information on individuals as well as force individuals to move or leave an area. Do the stalkers ever question or check to see if a targeted victim is indeed guilty of a crime? No. There is an assumption of guilt among the stalkers. Also, remember that many stalkers are paid for their harassment, so these individuals are not concerned with the innocence or guilt of a victim. Assuming a victim knows the group that is behind their stalking, should they attempt to openly communicate with them? Absolutely not. For one, the stalkers automatically assume the victim is guilty of an atrocity, and thus deserves the treatment. Second, many stalkers actually want the victim to engage them in some fashion. In these instances the interaction will be recorded and used as evidence against the victim, especially in attempts to suggest the victim is mentally unstable. If a charitable and respectable society practices organized gang stalking on the side, should we assume the victims deserve such treatment? Absolutely not. When people take the law into their own hands, any notion of law is destroyed altogether. I should emphasize that the majority of organized gang stalking victims are completely innocent of any crimes. Any group that performs organized gang stalking is not positive in nature, nor beneficial to society, despite any charitable works they may perform. Likewise. Such societies only remain respectable because any and all evidence of wrongdoing is conveniently destroyed or eliminated. Motivations for the abuse. Motivations for organized gang stalking vary. Revenge for a real or imagined offense, true or false accusations of a horrible crime of which the victim has gotten away with, silencing a corporate whistleblower, defecting from a cult, a perceived enemy of a group or organization, and knowing too much are all examples of possible motivations. Due consideration should be used as the motivations of the stalking and harassment groups are in no way limited to the above. Who are the stalkers? The stalkers, for the most part, are everyday citizens. Other stalkers are street thugs who have been recruited or hired to harass and intimidate. Some stalkers are actual private investigators who have been hired to gather information concerning the victim. Many stalkers are members of volunteer police groups. Why people participate in gang stalking? Some stalkers are told lies, either positive or negative in nature. In order to gain their participation some stalkers are paid or receive other benefits. Stalkers belonging to an organization may simply be following orders. Some stalkers may use their participation in order to repay a past favor. Racism, prejudice, anti-Semitism, homophobia, or otherwise hatred of a victim peer pressure and need to fit in. Former stalkers have stated they participated out of fear of becoming the next target should they go against the group. Entertainment value thrill of participation in an illegal activity. Some stalkers mistakenly believe it is their civil duty. Who, or what, is ultimately behind gang stalking? 
corporations, government organizations, military, secret societies, fraternities, orders, religious cults and destructive New Age groups, concerned community groups, vigilante groups, criminal organizations, volunteer police organizations, etc. Examples of organized gang stalking harassment. Slash tires, threatening phone calls, verbal assaults by strangers, property damage, death threats, following on foot or by vehicle, bizarre notes and drawings left, loitering, anonymous false accusations to friends, family, and neighbors, character assassination, smear campaigns, blacklisting, psychological abuse, etc. Tactics and methods used by these organized stalking and harassment groups. The following techniques are several types that are often used against targeted individuals. There are other techniques used, but these are some of the primary ones. Anchoring. Anchoring is a technique employed by stalkers to implant a false motivation or reason behind the stalking preventing the victim from discovering the truth. In more sinister examples, anchoring involves the implantation of evidence to persuade the victim some other group or organization is responsible for the abuse. In organized gang stalking, anchoring is used to make the target happier with things happening in your daily life that is considered to be normal. That can be done with frequent demonstrations. The key is the frequency just like other organized gang stalking methods. For example, people show you a pen everywhere you go, and their attitude is rude or crazy against you. You don't know them, you just wonder what's going on. Imagine that happens every day, for a week, for a month, for a year, then, that makes you have fear with a pen. In this case, a pen is anchored with your state of fear. It can be anything. An open car door or trunk, a pencil, a cell phone, notebook, computer, a medical mask, clothes of the same color, anything. Every time I go somewhere during the day, an anchoring threat is made by car or truck with the doors or trunk open, and no one in it sitting in someone's driveway along my route. This is a sign to get out. Air stalking. This is when helicopters or planes are used to track, stalk, and harass targets that are on foot or in cars. They fly overhead and follow the targets from one location to the next. Some will monitor the targets shortly after they leave their homes. Baiting entrapment. The term baiting is a stalking tactic used to lure a victim into environments or situations which cause further problems to the victim. Often baiting involves tricking a victim into committing a crime or unknowingly engaging in an illegal activity. To lure into dangerous, difficult, or a compromising situations. Members of these organized stalking and harassment groups will try to lure targets into various situations for the sole purpose of setting them up. Setting up targets could involve getting them arrested, institutionalized, set up on fake sexual harassment charges, drug charges, illegal pornographic materials, etc. Once this happens, it puts targets at risk for entrapment into becoming members themselves. Brighting. Brighting is shining or flashing bright headlights on targets as targets walk on the street, usually at night. Members of these organized gang stalking will turn on their high beams. This might be flashed once or twice at targets. This might be used to let targets know they are being watched. However, these signals might also be a way for informants in cars at night to communicate with their fellow counterparts. The foot patrols will then communicate back to the informant in the car. Using a combination of hand signals, you will see members of these groups riding around during the day with their headlights or high beams on. The victim is usually followed and may be flashed from either a tailgating vehicle or a passing or oncoming one. Brighting also occurs when bright lights are flashed into a victim's home windows. Car accidents. Targeted individuals complain about being cut off, driven off the road, and near fatal or fatal car accidents. Pedestrian targets complain about cars that consistently cut them off, being hit by cars, and other almost near mishaps. Crowding and mobbing. When the target is in public, members of these organized gang stalking groups will usually try to box the target in. Example, they will surround the target in a square-like formation if possible. They will stand too close to the target or swarm them. Quote, we experience being mobbed by vehicles from CTNY and NJ at the beginning of our trip. Some of the gang's talkers were couples with their children alone. 
Some smirked at us and showed weapons to us through their windows. Color harassment. Color harassment is literally the use of color to harass a victim. Usually, monochromatic color schemes are used, though this choice is pretty much up to the members of the organized stalking and harassment groups. An example of color harassment would be a line of stalkers, in red shirts, circling a victim. Color harassment is often combined with other stalking tactics. Convoy. Convoy is a tactic of stalkers referring to the practice of a group of tailgating cars passing repeatedly in front of the home of a victim. Vehicles used may be of the same color, and stalkers may honk the car horn or flash the car headlights as they pass. Cyber stalking. Cyber stalking is a related group of harassing behavior occurring via internet online. Cyber stalking includes, but is not limited to, computer hacking, trolling, spamming often including porn deluges, verbal assaults, character assassination, and impersonations of the victim. Directed conversations. Directed conversation is a term referring to a stalking tactic using strangers' conversation to both intimidate and to convey to the victim that they are under surveillance. During directed conversation, two or more stalkers will approach near to the target and engage in normal conversation with one another. The conversation is purposefully made at a level so that the victim can adequately hear what is being said. During directed conversation, personal information concerning the victim is inserted into the speech and emphasized by the stalkers in a fashion that most non-victims would not be able to discern as harassment. The purpose of directed conversation is to harass a victim, as well as make the victim appear mentally unstable should they attempt to complain about such abuse. These are conversations that complete strangers will have out in public relating to the target and their personal situations. Example, they will repeat things a target said in their home or on the phone. They will drop very personal details into the conversation that could only be related to the target. Example, member number one, it's a shame Uncle Ed won't be able to come. Member number two, yeah, since he died golfing on Saturday, the target will just have learned of the death of a favorite uncle, possibly named Ed, while out golfing. Electronic harassment. Electronic harassment is the use of technological devices to spy on or cause harm to targeted victims. For example, exposure to a high magnetic field has been shown to induce hallucinations in humans while exposure to intense microwave radiation induces psychotic episodes and causes brain damage. A frequent form of electronic harassment involves beaming a low-frequency hum or tone into a victim's home or general area. Over time, the exposure causes the victim to lose sleep, become agitated, and suffer the effects of prolonged stress. Such tactics are also being used in cases of hostage situations as well as covert government operations. Electromagnetic weapons and frequencies will be used on a target on their homes. The purpose of using the EMF electromagnetic frequency on targets and their belonging are multifaceted. Electronic frequencies can destroy electronic equipment. Electronic frequencies can be used for monitoring and tracking inside the home and at work. It can also be used for purposes of sleep disturbance. When those conducting these covert investigations feel that they have psychologically destroyed the target to where they are near breakdown, they will start to use these weapons. They will also use these weapons if targets are not going along with their harassment protocol. Electronic harassment n.wikipedia.org web link. Michigan legislature acknowledges the existence of harmful electromagnetic devices. www.targetedindividuals.com web link. Nervous systems slash also see Dr. John Hall satellite terrorism in the United States. Fake credibility reports. Fake credibility reports are being used to subtly discredit and attack legitimate websites regarding organized gang stalking, including the Gang Stalking World website. Under the guise of doing good for the community. www.gangstalkingworld.com Files. It has been indicated that targets will have warning markers placed against their files. The information is then shared with relatives, storekeepers, friends, and the community at large. The files are usually not left behind but they are used to prejudice and slander individuals against the target. These files can be used to engender the corporation of friends and associates of the targets. The files might have a picture of the target and information about some alleged crime, incidents, 
that the target has been flagged for or is under investigation for. The information is usually very convincing and helps to further get targets harassed by those around them. The most important thing about these files are that they are usually fake. Gaslighting. Gaslighting is a psychological technique used by members of these groups. The purpose of gaslighting is to make a victim question his or her sanity. Doing little things to try to make the target think that they are going crazy. Gaslighting simply is trying to convince someone that they are crazy or imagining things. Example, if you mention organized gang stalking to someone who knows about it and they tell you you're crazy or paranoid, they are gaslighting you. The term gaslighting originates from the 1944 film Gaslight. In the movie, the character of Gregory Anton, played by actor Charles Boyer, attempts to drive the character Pauline, played by actress Ingrid Bergman, insane. The phrase gaslighting has come to mean similar actions and behavior, as used in the film, against a 1944 gaslight starring Ingrid Bergman. Ghosting. The term ghosting refers to the practice of rearranging, or moving, of a victim's home furniture, lawn decorations, desk decorations at work, etc. The purpose of ghosting is to make a victim question his or her sanity. Ghosting is also designed to make others question the sanity of the victim, especially if the victim attempts to complain of the abuse. Gestures. Hand gestures such as intentionally touching hand to face or bringing fist or hand to face while around person being targeted. Arm gestures members of these organized stalking and harassment groups repeatedly driving by a person who is being targeted or their home holding their arms out of their vehicle windows usually in an unnatural position. Again the idea behind this harassment is to get the target or victim sensitized to these gestures so that the target or victim can be openly harassed around their home or while out in public. The individuals who do this have already been sensitized to these gestures themselves. Illegal surveillance. This involves setting up audio and some visual surveillance of the target that is usually illegal, bugging the target's phone. Surveillance in the target's residence listening to cell phone and hardline conversations. Hacking into their computers and learning all about what the target is doing, sites they frequent or planting things. This also helps to build a profile of a target, and it's also used for later psychological attacks against the target. Mimicry. Mimicry or mirroring is a specialized form of harassment in which the stalkers publicly imitate every movement made by the victim. This is trying to copy things in a target's life. Leaving when they do. Dressing like they dress. Throwing out the garbage. Going to the bathroom doing whatever the target is doing. This is all designed to be psychological warfare, so that the target again feels like they are under observation at all times. Mobbing. Mobbing is a term that describes group bullying. Of itself, mobbing is not equated with organized gang stalking. However, mobbing may be a tactic used by the perpetrators of gang stalking. Mobbing. Noise harassment campaign. A noise harassment campaign is an orchestrated effort to produce stress in a victim through prolonged exposure to significant noise levels. A noise campaign can range from multiple neighbors routinely playing loud music, individual stalkers with air horns or fireworks, or organized repair work that involves a high level of doors, hammering intentionally slamming car doors loudly, loud stereos, stopping, at specific times, loud coughing, pot slamming, water running, cupboard doors being slammed, fridge motor running all night, power tools, etc. Sensitization. Sensitization is a psychological term referring to the forced association between a stimuli and a corresponding reaction. Members of these groups use sensitization to psychologically abuse a victim. For example, if a stalker constantly harasses a victim while wearing a blue baseball cap, then over time the victim will begin to believe anyone wearing a blue baseball cap is a stalker and is coming to harass. Sensitization this is getting targets sensitive to an everyday stimuli. Example. Colors, patterns or everyday actions. Example red, stripes, pens, whistles, loud coughing, clapping, waves, keys jingling example. 
Joe will be mobbed at work and as part of that daily mobbing his co-workers will loudly cough at him every time they harass him by calling him names like loser, worthless, lame, demented. They will slander him and have others as they are slandering him Joe disgust by glaring and coughing at him. Out in public they will follow him loudly and obnoxiously coughing at him. When he goes to stores they will get others to do the same. After months or years of this, Joe has become sensitive to the stimuli and it can be used to harass him without the names and the glaring looks. The association has been formed because of all the other harassment. Example a girl is sexually assaulted and a sock is shoved in her mouth during the assault. To keep her quiet or stop her from pressing charges, the assailant, his friends and family will follow her around and throw socks in her path, mention it everywhere she goes and show her their socks every chance they get. She will get the message they are sending. Because of a brutal attack, she and what's happened after she is now sensitized. Sensitization undoubtedly creates an extreme level of fear in the victim, in direct fulfillment of the intentions of the stalkers. Street theater. Street theater is a term used to describe the odd actions and behaviors that stalkers, sometimes neighbors, often borders on the extremely bizarre and is aimed at a blurring of the boundaries between reality and fantasy in the minds of the victims. This is running into people that are acting very unusual, or people that are putting on a show or production, known as street theater. Example, this could be as minor as public rudeness, or people acting out a harassment skit. There will usually be someone nearby to see how you react to it. This is again looking for weakness or reactions. If you show an adverse reaction, they will try to embellish on this and use it against you later on. Street theater is harassment skits done by strangers and neighbors who have been recruited into these stalking and harassment groups. Examples of street theater baiting, brighting, color harassment, convoys, directed conversation, ghosting, mimicry, noise campaigns, etc. Synchronized harassment activities. Synchronized activities refers to the synchronized activities done by members of these groups to harass a target which may include but not limited to neighbors arriving home at the same time or leaving home at the same time, or strangers or neighbors leaving or arriving home at the same time example. One neighbor leaves his or her house at the same time another neighbor arrives home. Example 2 A neighbor arrives home and at the exact same time a complete stranger or pedestrian walks by a target's home. The synchronized activity is one of the main techniques used in harassing a target and is repeated. Example 3. A target leaves his or her home. At the exact same time a neighbor who has been recruited into the harassment leaves their home followed by an airplane or helicopter flying overhead. The synchronized harassment will turn into a pattern and may include the use of numbers such as two neighbors arriving home at 3.13 and two other neighbors leaves their home at 3.30. The same neighbors arrives back home at 3.43. Synchronized harassment activities can be done with almost anything neighbors arriving and exiting at the same time aircraft flying overhead as neighbors are leaving or arriving home. Harassment telephone calls made to the target's home just as neighbors who have been recruited into the harassment are leaving or arriving they key to this is timing and frequency. The main motivation behind synchronized harassment activities is again that if the target complains about this type of harassment he or she may be perceived as mentally ill. How these stalking and harassment groups communicate. Signals and symbols. Communication happens in a number of ways. When on the street or in cars patrolling, they use baseball or Stasi-like signals. These include things like tapping the side of the nose, corner of the eye, brushing back the hair three times, the infamous double blink, etc. Members of these organized stalking and harassment groups will also communicate with each other on the street by using signals. Below are some examples. Signals for observation 1. Watch out. Subject is coming, touch nose with hand or handkerchief 2. Subject is moving on, going further, or overtaking, stroke hair with hand, or raise hat briefly 3. Subject standing still, lay one hand against back, or on stomach 4. Observing agent wishes to terminate observation because cover threatened, bend and retie shoelaces, 5. Subject returning, both hands against back, or on stomach 6. Observing agent wishes to speak with team leader or other observing agents, take out briefcase or equivalent and examine contents. Slander. 
they will go behind the target's back and tell lies about them. Often the lies will consist of the target being into something illegal, or is someone dangerous, or just needs to be watched for some vague reason. Egg. That they will say the target is a prostitute, drug dealer, crazy, terrorist, racist, pedophile, etc. Sleep deprivation. Noise harassment campaigns depriving the target of sleep is a really good way of leaving the target stressed out. It's also a way of leaving them disoriented and functioning at less than 100%. Then the targets can be baited into reacting in public, or getting into a car accident. Telephone redirects. When you make a telephone call, get the name and ID of the person that you are speaking to. Covert usually illegal investigations have redirected phone calls. This means that when you dial a number they will intercept that phone call and pretend to be the service or repair person you were trying to call. Egg if you call the cable company, gas or phone company be sure you know that it's actually them that you are speaking to. Also remember that telephone companies and other businesses are often infiltrated by these organized gang stalking and harassment groups and can be used to harass and cause the targeted individual problems. Wrong numbered calls. Targets will daily get wrong numbered calls. These can be automated or they can be persons pretending to be wrong numbered calls. Members of these groups will use this as a means to monitor and psychologically harass targets. They want to know where the target is at all times. Variations of gang stalking. Consumer stalking. Consumer stalking is harassment and abuse directed at a consumer who has either filed a complaint against a company, filed a lawsuit against a company, or who is made aware of illegal activity occurring within a company. Often companies will fuckers simply in an attempt to prevent the victim from filing a lawsuit via using fear and intimidation tactics. Consumer stalking can also be used to describe certain illegal activities of debt collectors. Corporate stalking. The term corporate stalking refers to a particularly severe form of gang stalking, where a corporation actually provides funding toward the harassment and abuse of a targeted individual, usually someone who is a whistleblower, a perceived problem employee, or else an employee who has witnessed illegal activity occurring within the corporation. The most sinister, and downright evil, tactic used during corporate stalking is forcing the victim to see the company psychologist. In most cases, the company psychologist is made aware that the victim is a dissident and a threat that needs to be eliminated. A false diagnosis of general psychosis, schizophrenia, or other mental illness is made, as well as a recommendation of institutionalization. See Corrupt Company Psychologist Information, PsychologistFix.net. Intimate Infiltration. This is where members of these groups will go out of their way to get into a target's life. They will try to form friendships with targets. They will try to form intimate relationships with targets. They will get close to people that are affiliated with targets. Years before the target ever realizes they are targets, they will try to get into a target's life. Example, if they can't get into your life, but you have a best friend, their new significant other might just be a member of the group. The same goes for siblings and the people that enter their lives. Isolation. For this harassment to be successful, it's important to be able to isolate the target from friends, family members, co-workers, and even spouses if they are not already involved in the harassment. To accomplish this isolation, many methods are used included, but not limited to slander, lies, fake files, sabotage, anything that will get the target into a situation where they have no support system. This is important for them to succeed. Profiling. Targets will be observed and profiled long before they ever become aware that they are targeted by this sort of harassment. Profiles will be created on targets by following them. Following people close to them. Breaking into their homes and going through their stuff. Listening to their calls. Hacking into their computers. Gathering information from friends and family. Seeing where they like to shop and eat. What are their weaknesses? What things do they like and dislike? What are their weaknesses? What things do they like and dislike? What can you bribe them with? What can you blackmail them with? How can you bully them? How can they best be controlled? This will all be used to put together a profile of the target and then to get them into situations for their detriment. 
Random Encounters This will be people on the street who you randomly and unexpectedly run into. It looks completely natural and it seems to be a random encounter. They might ask for your phone number after engaging you in conversation. Ask you out, or just ask you where you are going. Anything from small talk to lengthier conversations. All with the purpose of finding out something about you, or even just getting you to do something. Ruin relationships. When targets are in a relationship, the members of the organized gang stalking group will try to ruin that relationship. This could be friendships, family or significant others. If it's a romantic relationship, find out what your significant other likes and try to get them to cheat or leave you. If it's a friendship, they will tell lies to come between you. The same goes for family. This is done so that targets will have no means of support once they do realize that something is going wrong in their lives. When this mobbing continues out in the community, it is called organized stalking. Organized stalking is mobbing that takes place out in public. Deception using lies about the target appear to be the most common method used to get citizens to participate. Specifically, smear campaigns using bogus investigations. Furthermore, it is likely that they take advantage of existing federally sponsored mechanisms, such as community crime watch or community policing organizations, senior citizens organizations, and religious groups, and use them as unsuspecting instruments in their retaliation campaigns. Many people across the country have reported being harassed by these community groups. Some of these people they're using think they're doing a community service. This is a very well-funded and organized service cult that is apparently condoned or even run by the state. The perpetrators of organized gang stalking are serious criminals who do great damage, and the acts done are very serious crimes by any measure. Organized gang stalking is a highly criminal campaign, one directed at a target individual, and one that aims to destroy an innocent person's life through covert harassments, malicious slander and carefully crafted and executed psychological assaults. Organized gang stalking deprives the targeted individual of their basic constitutional rights and destroys their freedom, setting the stage for the destruction of a person, socially, mental and physical, through a ceaseless assault that pervades all areas of a person's life. Organized gang stalking on foot tactics and methods. Following the target everywhere they go. Gathering information about the target. Where they shop, work, play, who their friends and family are. Getting close to the target, moving into the community or apartment where they live, across the street. Following the target. Mobbing or crowding the target in public restaurants or stores. Having directed conversations about the target, standing close to the target. Engaging the target in trivial conversations. Intentionally coughing at the target, repeatedly clearing throat, using gestures around the target, intentional staring, glaring, pointing, or whispering at the target. Jangling keys, jangling change, getting a target sensitized to sounds, colors, patterns, actions. Example red, white, yellow, stripes, clicking pens, foot tapping. Noise harassment and mimicking campaigns. Disrupting the target's life, sleep with loud power tools, construction, stereos, door slamming, etc. Talking in public about private things in the target's life. Mimicking actions of the target. Basically letting the target know that they are in the target's life. Daily interferences, nothing that would be too overt to the untrained eye, but psychologically degrading and damaging to the target over time. Mass strangers doing things in public to annoy targets. These strangers might get text message to be at a specific time and place, and perform a specific action. It might seem harmless to these strangers, but it could be causing great psychological trauma for the target example blocking target's path, getting ahead of them in line, cutting or boxing them in on the road, saying or doing things to elicit an angry response from targets, etc. Organized gang stalking vehicle tactics and methods. Following a target around in vehicles, tailgating the target's vehicle on the road, driving or creeping by the target's home, two vehicles intentionally passing the other vehicle by or in front of the target's home repeatedly. This is a type of street theater and psychological sensitization tactic that is intended to make the target appear crazy or mentally unstable if the target complains of this type of harassment.
driving by the target's home, revving engine loudly, blowing horns by the target's home. Loud repeated door slamming. Loud stereo systems. Harassment by vehicles with loud or squeaky parts such as loud mufflers, squeaky fan belts or loud intentional squeaky brakes. Leaving loud vehicles or motorcycles idling around a target's home used as a form of harassment. Pulling in on side streets by a target's home and setting or backing up, pulling up in the target's driveway. Reversing vehicles in front of the target's home. Vehicles or groups that travel in cells the cells may use vehicle color harassment. Vehicle color harassment using many vehicle cells of the same color to harass and sensitize the target to a certain color, for example sending or flooding the target's neighborhood with many white vehicles, this can be done subtly or all at once. For instance a target may notice eight white vehicles within five minutes driving by his or her home, or may see one white vehicle one right after the other driving by his or her home, this harassment and sensitization tactic can be done with any color. Vehicles driving by the target's home in convoys. The convoys may be of the same color or similar type vehicle. Members of the stalking and harassment group lined up in convoys along a target's route. Positioning long lines of traffic in front of the target. Car accidents that may be staged or set up involving the target. Swarming or surrounding the target's vehicle on the road. Driving at slow speeds in front of the target. Vehicles with vanity plates that may mean something personal to the target that is used to convey messages and harass the target while on the road. Psychological vehicle tactics such as shining high beam headlights on the target. Vehicles with one headlight on and the other headlight off. Vehicles with one headlight that is brighter than the other headlight. Vehicles with modified headlights that can be turned up into a spotlight to bright the target. Quotes. Eleanor White. We all know what it's like to be told to see a psychiatrist. It's not fun when you know this stuff is real. David Lawson. Author of Terrorist Stalking in America. A common ruse used by these groups is that they are a citizen's group which assists the police and the illusion is reinforced by the case files they carry which are complete with photos of the target. In order to establish bases of operation, they will enlist the assistance of neighbors. Those who do not cooperate can be targeted, which includes harassment of their families and damage to their homes and vehicles. David Lawson. Author of Terrorist Stalking in America. Groups begin their operations with a sensitization program when they talk on their cell phones. They will ask if a target has been sensitized. Sensitivity tactics which are used to make sure the target knows he is being watched groups will also communicate with the target. Most communication is done by group members who make statements as they rush away. Some statements involve threats against the target and slash or his family. David Lawson, author of Terrorist Stalking in America. The primary characteristic of cause stalking is that it is done by large groups of people. A target will always be followed, but he is unlikely to see the same stalkers very often. Many of these groups include hundreds of people. Group members will attempt to physically intimidate the target if they can, by standing very close. Swarming is a tactic which is also used. It involves totally surrounding a target so he cannot move. Staged events would include blockading a target's vehicle so he cannot get out of a parking lot. Staged events are used to prove the superiority of the group and they control the target's time. Teams will typically stand around a target while he is paying for a purchase in a store or sit near him in a restaurant. Terrorist Stalking in America, David Lawson. The participation of firemen, city workers and utility company workers helps give group members an illusion of legitimacy and power. Groups take revenge. That revenge can take the form of assault on the target or damage to his property. Groups try to impose a system of rewards and punishments on their targets. Targeted individual quote. My neighbors participate in this harassment and stalking. They have been bribed with home repairs. Those who cannot be lied to or bribed are threatened or blackmailed. I experience noise campaigns such as horns, fire truck and ambulance sirens, and alarms going off the instant I walk out of my house and down my street. Typically there are convoys of vehicles driving down my street a side street playing loud music, yelling and revving their engines as they pass my house day and night. 
Also, there has been ongoing noise harassment campaign construction on the houses surrounding mine. Targeted individual quote. Other forms of harassment I've noticed include sensitivity operations. These operations are a very big part of the harassment campaigns as reported by hundreds of targets across the nation. They are designed to capture the target's attention and let them know they're being harassed and followed. Targeted individual quote. The goal is to get the target sensitized to very subtle triggers so that once they are sensitized, they can be harassed openly in a public place. These sensitivity programs are based on a science called neurolinguistic programming NLP. Used ethically, NLP dissolves phobias, sometimes in a single session. These cults use this science in a destructive format. See the tactics section for a description of how groups use this science. People who participate in organized stalking will walk by me and say things such as fiddle you, fiddle up, fiddlehead, scumbag, or they'll mention something about my personal life. Of course this happens to many people, once in a while. Frequency and duration is the key. Targeted individual quote. It is likely that prior to the harassment campaign, these perpetrators used citizens' informants to help frame me in situations I was not aware of pictures, testimony, complaints, etc. in an attempt to represent me in a very negative manner. I believe this because they're currently generating pressure on me via So these lies must be potent. I think a combination of lies and intimidation is at the heart of recruitment strategy. It is my belief that many of the people in my personal life are cooperating out of fear and have been given a gag order during the investigation. Some of these agencies have a documented history of including friends, family, and places of business in these and harassment programs. See the war at home, Brian Glick. This is basically a legal, mafia-style criminal network that operates outside of the law and has little accountability. Organized gang stalking a short definition. Gang stalking is stalking by more than one person to a victim, usually involving community harassment, or the mob, using people from all backgrounds and vocations to harass, tracking 24-7, sometimes organizing lethal vehicle accidents, poisonings, electronic harassment, home invasions, property destruction, corrupt or ignorant doctor diagnosis given to stamp the victim or schizophrenia, etc. Everything is done coveredly and with a sophisticated real-time dispatching system to organize the criminals' harassments and attacks, often in the hundreds to thousands of criminals participating as a coordinated mob at any given time while the criminals do their normal routines of work, shopping, commuting to and from work, leisure, etc., using the method of moving foot and vehicular surveillance techniques, and computers, cell phones, verbal and visual cues, and every other conceivable type of communication. Often, the local network of this mob is connected to a national and international network. Targeted individual quote. The above happens constantly in stores that are not crowded and out in public. This organized stalking group will have their members follow me into restaurants. They'll usually sit next to me and mention things about my personal life. This is done both to harass me and to try to evoke a sense of helplessness by not being believed if I were to tell someone about the harassment. This type of harassment is concealed to anyone else in the establishment. Some of the other patrons may recognize that something is not right with that group of people. This is probably because the tone, rhythm and volume of their conversations are not natural, they're rehearsed and artificial. It's almost like bad acting. Occasionally you'll even see other patrons looking over at them with an expression of what's wrong with those people. Personal information gathered by surveillance is used primarily for harassment. This has been well documented not only by countless targets, but also in books such as The War at Home, by Brian Glick, and Terrorist Stalking an American by David Lawson. These people also made their presence known while I was vacationing in Florida. This happened on both flights, as well as in several restaurants. These cults has met me in any state I've visited so far. John Hall Drive Hall is author of A New Breed Satellite Terrorism in America, a book in which he boldly describes his personal experiences of being a target of the domestic terrorism covertly sweeping through the nation's communities. KENS 5's Conger quotes Hall saying that targets are all voicing the same complaints organized stalking, weird, 
electronic disturbances going on in their homes. This isn't stalking that's done by former spouse or former boyfriend or someone you know is disgruntled at you, but stalking that's done by a total strangers in an organized fashion. Dr. Hall said, learning what TIs throughout the nation and beyond report when trying to learn why they are being precision targeted with military grade weapons and kept under what constitutes extremist foot soldier surveillance. Dr. Hall alleges to have been targeted by the same groups as Verbiff, including fellow doctors and the Texas Medical Board for blowing the whistle on the criminal activity. He then faced the standard white coat bogus diagnoses of probable delusional disorder and ordered psychiatric treatment that whistleblowers consistently report. Targeted individual Jonathan quote, They have performed all manner of hoaxes and tricks in attempt freak me out and have me make outlandish reports to the police and have me diagnosed as mentally ill. I have experienced various types of gang stalking where perpetrators organized with cell phones are always in visual contact with me at all times of the day and night. This is done conspicuously when I'm alone and more subtle when others are with me thus making it appear to them if I am imaging it. Another persistent technique that they have used is to cough, spit or bring their hands in their face in my presence in effort to sensitize me to these behaviors and have me diagnosed as mentally ill. Stating to a mental health worker that people you don't know are making gestures to you is diagnostic criterion for paranoid schizophrenia. I have written many letters to authorities and received absolutely no response. This is probably because many mentally ill people make very similar claims and the perpetrators know this and exploit it to avoid investigation. It is also clear on the basis of their cooperation in gang stalking activities that some law enforcement people and neighbors are cooperating if not overtly colluding making it impossible to enlist. I just wanted to say thank you to everyone. I'm sure you can imagine how difficult of a decision this was for me to decide to speak out publicly. And the support I've received has confirmed to me that I did make the right decision. And of course, uh, it was very much needed given the uh, severity of the problem that's sweeping the country right now in terms of gang stalking and boys to skull. Uh, so I just wanted to take the time to say that. Yeah, I, uh, I began working at SIS. Actually, um, I have friends and uh, family members who are military and military intelligence. And through them, uh, I had always heard, um, you know, job opportunities. I thought about joining the Marines when I was uh, younger, when I was 18. I'm 39 now. So um, over the years, it was something I had always thought about. And of course, after 9-11, um, so many jobs were created in the defense industries, homeland security, 
And what a lot of, a lot of people don't know about is within private security uh, domestically within, within the United States. It's a booming industry. It's one of the fastest growing sectors of our economy as uh, generally our society is being militarized and generally uh, that militarization is being privatized. And as a result, what you have is many, many corporations in the United States of America and private companies uh, that are getting a lot of money um, from investors under the table to begin to set up what I describe as a security um, apparatus around and within the United States of America. And it is in that context that I heard of the opportunity to work for security industry specialists in uh, Seattle, Washington. Uh, they're a private security company that is headquartered in Culver City, California. And through a friend, I heard that SIS was hiring. I heard they were hiring for security specialists. And given my background uh, in education, which is uh, actually anthropology and sociology, um, most people don't see how those two connect. But by studying human beings, uh, you can really do well within the intelligence uh, industry and within the security industry because it is all about uh, learning how to deal with and talk to and communicate with and ultimately, from our perspective, secure human beings. And so it was through uh, friends and family that I learned about the opportunity and I started off like everybody else as a low-level security guard, um, minimum wage. I worked my way up through the company over time and uh, eventually was assigned to uh, executive protection and uh, threat assessment, risk management. And just to tell you a little bit about that, what my official duties were was to secure uh, personnel, data, and property uh, of VIPs that our company is hired to protect. So there's a whole lot of training that goes into that. And um, I became a security specialist for SIS specializing in executive protection, also risk and threat assessment uh, to our clients. Our clients are the companies or the individuals that we contract out with and provide services for. And it was in that context uh, that I became aware of uh, what I describe as a social engineering program and uh, a research and development program that was being carried out by SIS uh, and our clients in Seattle, uh, the Amazon Corporation. And it was through moving up within the SIS um, hierarchy and working with more and more people as I was assigned to more and more assignments, I became aware of these, the existence of this program. And then little by little over time, I became aware of the extent of it. And it wasn't long before I realized how horribly out of control it was, how downright evil it was, once I began to realize that SIS was experimenting on its own employees, my fellow security specialists, I was outraged. I later learned that um, my company was involved in a larger social engineering program that encompassed the entire city of Seattle. That aspect of the program was experimenting on the homeless population of Seattle, Washington, uh, who were housed in DESC, Downtown Emergency Services Center uh, facilities. And I later learned that they were indeed experimenting with, when I say experimenting, voice to skull, hive mind, behavior modification technology that is frequency based and directed at a targeted individual to basically control their entire person. Um, and it was uh, 
by moving up even more that I realized that this experimentation was going on uh, against the general population of Seattle. And then just the average man and woman on the street, upper class, um, upper, upper class, and even the flat out rich were having this technology used on them without their knowledge. Uh, as more and more informa information and details of the program became uh, were made known to me, I became more and more outraged by it. And I spent a long time because I had many friends within the security company. A lot of these people are great people. Uh, they're very good people. Not everybody involved in SIS is directly involved in experimenting in pe on people. They're not all directly involved in gang stalking. I never was. I never partook in that. Uh, but I did partake in training uh, that deals with tactics and protocols that are used uh, normally for surveillance and counter-surveillance. Uh, but within that is the all of the information and the know-how that you need to be able to gain stock, and that is, in fact, what they are doing. Um, and so over time, I, I became outraged, and um, I tried to play my cards right, wait for the right moment. And uh, when I really just couldn't tolerate it anymore, when I found out just how out of control it was, I decided to object to my superiors in person. But within SIS specifically, what happens is they are uh, experimenting on their own employees. So uh, it's a long story. I'll try to get through it quick. But basically, people are selected from all over the country. Um, we're talking other cities all over America. They are selected uh, for many different reasons. Often it is because they are isolated. They don't have a lot of money, friends, or family. And they also tend to be people that are highly, highly intelligent. Um, the aspects of this technology that they're interested in improving upon have to do with cognitive processes, processing information, and as a result, they want highly intelligent people to be targets of this program. They also tend to target people who are into what I would call alternative research, uh, commonly called maybe conspiracy theories, people that disagree with the government, people that are into researching things like 9-11. Uh, also, they are interested in people that are interested in technology. I have found a high percentage of targeted individuals to be people who either are interested in or have information on highly advanced technologies, usually having to do with directed energy weapons and frequency weapons, uh, the exact kind of weapons that we're talking about here that are used uh, in voice to skull um, and behavior modification, the works. There's many other aspects to the technology. But once these people are selected, um, they will have the entire gang stalking slash voice to skull program run against them. This is detailed in my article. Uh, but they will be organized stock. They will have career um, sabotage programs run against them to ruin their job. They will have character assassinations camp campaigns run against them in their neighborhood. They'll be and individuals are turned against them. And they will be isolated slowly and slowly over time using the technology itself. As uh, many of the people freak out, understandably, when they at first don't know what it is, oftentimes they end up going to psychiatrists and uh, false diagnoses of schizophrenia, manic depression, uh, delusion, delusional paranoid are rendered against this individual. And it turns out that that's a loophole in the law, law that they are using to take away people's constitutional rights as once you are deemed mentally unfit to care for yourself, 
i.e. you're depressed, delusional, paranoid, etc. They use that, uh, the state or the federal government uses that as, as an excuse to come in and say that they have to care for you. So I would warn all targeted individuals out there, please do not go to psychiatrists and, and, and allow them to render a diagnosis against you because that is a dirty trick they're using to take away the rights of people all, all over the country. Uh, that's a great question. I do not have direct knowledge of that personally in terms of an individual, how they are selected. What I can speak to intelligently, though, is that each individual fits the general profile that I'm describing. So they're highly intelligent. Uh, they are able to be isolated by whatever means. They normally have some sort of a, what I would, what I would describe as a free mind. They're people that aren't, um, you know, part of the crowd, so to speak, in the way that they think. Um, you know, they're outsiders, they're what the government would call dissidents or revolutionaries or people that may be a problem. Uh, some TIs have, have said that the profile that all TIs fits uh, is empowered individuals, and I would definitely agree with that. Um, but I cannot speak to how they actually identify an individual person. I think um, mm -hmm. the general profile that I'm describing that fits uh, the targets of this program is something that is generated high up within the program. We're talking at the federal government level. We're talking at the highest levels of this social engineering program where scientists from all over the country and all over the world, they're looking at someone's genetics, they're looking at someone's uh, genes, uh, they're looking at someone's DNA, they're looking at people's um, social situation, they're looking at people's career. I've been very surprised that so many PhDs are actually targets of this program, um, and they're usually that have gone against the teaches uh, usually within field technology. And the reason for this is because people running the program want to cover up certain technologies and certain aspects of science through to tremendous tremendous breakthroughs. Um, these highest levels of science and technology are the sole purpose of our government and military. And as a result, uh, it is not the American to this and that is, is the answer to your question. What I will do, though, is take this opportunity to distinguish um, really quickly between the larger a person that's being uh, targeted by the technology and is being gang stalked by members of their community. Blowing on. The specific program I am whistleblowing on involves uh, the actual abduction of TIs from around America. They're put on a Greyhound bus and they are shipped to Seattle where they are, are made homeless. They live there where they are housed and experimented on with voice to skull technology. And then they become, are, are uh, funneled into SIS to work as low level security guards where they are experimented on even more. Um, so that is a specific program and that's what I detail in my blog and my website. But because I am familiar with that program that utilizes the same tactics of gang stalking and the use of this technology, uh, my knowledge on that program applies to what all TIs are going through. It's the exact same technology and it's the exact same 
uh, gang-stalking tactics that are used against them. In terms of numbers, I know that there are right now at least three to 400 individuals in downtown Seattle that have been abducted from all over the United States, brought to downtown Seattle, and are being housed in DESC, Downtown Emergency Services Center, um, homeless shelters, and being experimented on 24-7. Uh, the numbers of SIS employees that have been experimented on, to my knowledge, is in the dozens. Uh, that's all I have direct knowledge of, though. Uh, about 24 to 36, and then nationwide, uh, the estimates in terms of targeted individuals who still maintain some manner of autonomy and freedom and have not been brought to Seattle or enslaved completely by this, uh, the estimates I have heard is anywhere from one uh, to two million at the moment, and we're talking full-blown TIs that get the technology and are being gang-stalked 20 estimates. The, uh, this is discussed very much in the open uh, within SIS and with uh, some of the liaison contacts that I had with DESC, Amazon, and then also members of the military. Business. Most of the people working there are ex-military and ex-intelligence operatives, and many of them, in fact, are still active intelligence operatives to domestic duty um, America but I would call people that are getting the voice to skull the frequency and the organized between one and two million and that could be completely off but one of the things I'm concerned about is the technology as it's being researched and developed in Seattle manipulation and behavior manipulation uh, without the gang stalking and without the voice to skull aspects and so this use of the technology can be done very covertly to the point where the person it's being used against will not know that this technology is and that is one of my main concerns and one of the reasons why Day. I, rec I um, mentioned in some of my podcasts how there are field effects where they will not direct this technology at an individual, but create a general field of frequency in a geographical area so that everybody that within that geographical area is feeling the effects of the technology. It's more of a general application of the technology instead of an individual specific application of the technology. But when you consider that use of it and the fact that it is used for emotion and thought and behavior modification, then we could potentially be looking at many, many millions of people across the country that are under the influence of the technology uh, today, right now. The area of the geographical areas that I'm familiar with, the size of maybe a downtown city, uh, so that's being emitted by the device um, will have an effect on a, on a geographical location, let's say downtown Seattle. And so what they can do is within this general um, broadcast of frequency that affects human beings within that frequency field, and can induce a general mood of meditation, peacefulness, and in this way, they can have an overall effect in the state. 
just yeah, all in a bad mood all at the same time, and they do not know each other. And then you go over a block or two to a different office building, and you walk in, and the exact same thing's going on there. It's very, um, it's very, very concerning. So within that band, that overall bubble or, or, or area of frequency where everybody, let's say, is in a bad mood, they can still inject uh, what would be a individual-specific frequency to the targeted individual themselves, let's say the homeless person in Seattle that's being experimented on 24 hours a day. So they will be under the influence of the general agitated mood or bad mood that everybody else is in, and then they can more further be manipulated by the frequency that's being directed um, solely at them. Absolutely. Yes, that is exactly what the uh, people running this program have in mind in terms of application uh, of this particular feature. It is to, uh, or at least it can be used to induce riots, for example, or stop riots. It could be very, very dangerous. And it's a great point you bring up about traffic patterns and auto accidents. I mean, this is, this is messing with the innermost part of human beings, their emotions. And so you can imagine how irresponsible it is to actually manipulate someone into being a bad mood, in a bad mood and manipulate everybody in town into being bad, in a bad mood. And then they get in their cars and they drive around where their, their own safety and other people's safety is at risk. It's a huge, huge problem. And you can imagine the applications of, of this. If anyone ever wanted to start a riot, if ever, uh, anyone ever wanted to increase the crime rate, um, and then, of course, you know, you can use it for the exact same opposite. You can use it to decrease the crime rate by making everyone passive. And that could have nefarious applications as well if you want people to, to be passive and not pay attention and, and not uh, take action. Uh, it can be well. So, yes, the, the mind is possibilities uh, in terms of what this could be used for. Radio frequencies, um, microwave signals, uh, the entire spectrum. Um, of radio frequencies can be used um, within a certain range uh, to produce all sorts of different effects. So the, what, the way it works is a device broadcasts a radio frequency, let's say at an individual, and that radio frequency will hook up with the resonant frequency of the individual's mind or body, or in this case, DNA. And what happens is once the resonant frequency is found in the targeted individual and the broadcast frequency matches up with that resonant frequency, those two frequencies interlock and they can be thought of as one frequency or one energy. And what happens is between the broadcast frequency and the individual that's receiving the broadcast frequency, once it's resonating, uh, once they are resonating together, a, a super highway of frequency along which information can be sent is created. And so you can think of it just like fiber optic cables that you use to send uh, signals over the internet that connect people to the internet. It's the exact same thing, only a wireless application of that. And so once you have connected the targeted individual with the frequency and they resonate together, then you have a perfect uh, avenue upon which to send and receive information back and forth. And that's exactly how they've been.